Hello and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I am Brian. And we have a very special guest with us today to talk about the second and final half of Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 5. Today we have our very good friend, Melissa Thomas, joining us. Welcome to the show, Melissa. (laughs) Thank you so much. So if you have seen any of our awesome artwork of Brian and I, like, standing back to back with Jar Jar, or dress up like Jedi, or dressed in cool outfits with a bunch of droids, holding dorky diva show phones, then you have seen Melissa's artwork because she is our amazing artist and we adore her. Mm-hmm. Great Jedi are garbage. Thank you. They are. Yeah, yeah thank it's you. Ha-ha! They are. Great Jedi are garbage. Yeah, yeah. It's the unofficial tagline of the show. Jedi yeah, what so. an icon, honestly. Like, that is our... <laughs> it's our, our claim to fame. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, or I, I honestly think the new claim to fame is Kiati Mundi no filter. Yeah. Ooh, well, I'm going to expose Brian here for a second. Uh-oh. I'm what? doing this. Oh, no. No. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I know. Brian, you know, just go for it. Just do I it. I have to do it. Brian and I had a conversation <sighs> the other day about how he literally forgets everything that he ever talks about. It's awful. And he goes, <laughs> I remember yeah. listening he goes, to this. You know that phrase? <laughs> Hashtag no filter. He goes, I don't even know what that came from. And I was like, That's true. What? And, uh, so guys, yeah, I have to defend myself here. I have <laughs> I have the memory of an Alzheimer's patient. I say a lot of stuff and uh I forget it <laughs> shortly after. So in confidence, <laughs> I was talking to Savannah and I was explaining how bad my memory is, as she as she knows after all these years. And I happened to let slip that the Kiati Mundi hashtag no filter, I was like, I know it's something I said, but I have no idea what I meant when I said it. <laughs> I don't I don't know what context it was. I remember Kiati Mundi was involved, and in my head he had sunglasses on, but I, I don't remember the context of it at all. Well, but that is kind of our thing. Now. Sorry, I just thought it was really funny. Yeah, thanks. I, I thought it was the... Um, Shoot, I know that was a couple episodes ago, well, but it was I in, thought it was the... It was in prequel Defense Force when, we're, when we were talking about everything that Kiyoti Mundi says is just pure garbage, and he just says whatever he wants with no reasoning behind it. Oh! Oh! Oh, I, I thought it was the droid attack on the it is. line. Oh, it I'm is. sure that was it. it. That's, it was that's that, what it was. But everything he says is dumb, so it can apply to anything dumb. he says. <laughs> dumb! Okay, he is a visionary <laughs> and a republic hero, all right? He is a martyr to my cause. And you will have respect. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the droid attack on the Wookiees because I remember it now as you're saying it. See, I need triggers is what it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like memento. It's okay. I just get tattoos that I look at and I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. That's what it was because uh... it was like they're just talking about whatever and then uh, – <laughs> Kiati Mundi's first off is like, hey, uh, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? And then they volunteer. He goes, I think Obi-Wan should do it. He's just very, <laughs> very forward. I, just, I feel like he speaks into the void. Yeah. Where it's just like. Me too. That's exactly what thoughts. it is. We should change it to hashtag relatable, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> speaking oh, into the void. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's, what it's, that's what it's like. This is a call, <laughs> a call for help. <laughs> Well, Brian and I have been planning some really awesome Dorky Diva Show merch for Mm -hmm. Star Wars Celebration Chicago, and Melissa is 
working very hard, and we are very excited because it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, Look out so. for shirts of Cartoon Brian in a place he doesn't <laughs> remember. Just question marks <laughs> all over my head. Yeah. <laughs> now, now there has to be a sticker of Brian with headphones on and a giant question mark above his head. Yeah. What was I saying? Yes. Yeah. Should we hashtag what was I saying? Yes. Or like with my hands out, be like, who are you? <laughs> Where am I? Who am I? What's going on? <laughs> Well, uh, Melissa, yeah. you just survived the uh, polar vortex, huh? I did. Yeah. Oh, it was the worst. Oh my God. It was the worst. Did Welcome to the Midwest. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. It was negative, wait, 27. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Last week. <laughs> and there were warnings. They're like, you can't go out on the roads. If you're outside for more than 10 seconds, you have potential to get frostbite. And I was like, what? I, this is the worst. This is why people don't want to live in the Midwest. It's great during it's the summer, and then stuff like this happens, and it ruins the experience. Girl, you need <laughs> oh to move God. to Florida. <laughs> I need to move somewhere warm. Florida's I do warm. end up, so my family and I end up going to, like, Naples yeah. every other year. I know. Isn't that awesome? I live there. Um, yeah, you do live there. <laughs> um, but we go to, like, this little condo, and we spend time with family, oh, and it's nice. really nice and super relaxing. And, like, escape. And I need it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we just had our first snowfall here um, like two days ago, and it's my first time really living in snow. I've seen snow before, but I've never lived in it, and I'm kind of liking it right now, but it's supposed to snow in two more days, and I'm just like, no, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> Go away. How much? Uh, not even a lot. Like, I think we got eight inches maybe, so babies. not a lot, but <laughs> when you're from Florida and you've never experienced this before, it's terrifying. Like, I walked... <laughs> down our street to check our mail yesterday and I was terrified that I was going to slip and fall on the ice and I literally almost fell on my butt. <laughs> I was walking like a little old lady. I was like, I got to get my mail. <laughs> You're also short, so it's like eight inches is up to your knee. Y yes, so you gotta, exactly. You got to be aware of these things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to complain as well, but it got to like 43 <laughs> last week, and I was like, oh, got to put the hoodie dare. on. That's like, uh, <laughs> don't my, you dare. My thumbs are cold. <laughs> my fingers. It's cold. Such a baby. Brian also said <laughs> oh that he wears goodness. jean shorts every day of his life, and for celebration Chicago, he's going to have to get like actual pants. <laughs> I know. God, the things I do for Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, I'm a, I, 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 I have everything that qualifies me as a dad except for the kids. I, dri <laughs> do you I have drive a minivan? A van. <laughs> yes. I drive you a do? van. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I drive a van. I wear jorts every day. I carry a Leatherman. It's, I got rough hands. It's oh, like man. Everything but the kids, man. And I got my van <laughs> on Father's Day two years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is who you're dealing with, guys. Let's get personal. <laughs> oh, my God. That's probably my new favorite thing about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian already has the dad God. band. Yeah. The, the dad bod. I got the full package here, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. The memory oh, of an aging man. I just, I'm getting more worried as I'm describing myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay, well, yep. we are here today <laughs> to talk about <laughs> Star Wars. I was like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Clone Wars or Brian's personal? This is the last time this happens. <laughs> That's what what happened was Savannah put me on the spot. Now I feel vulnerable and I'm oversharing like an old man. <sighs> Have you I'm ever noticed sorry. that old people overshare? 
Old people, because that's they like have a no thing one to talk overshare. to. Mm. It's true. I have no friends. Uh, do you know? Do you ever <laughs> notice that, like, when when specifically dads go to restaurants and whatnot, and they order, they have to like explain everything. It's like, all right, yeah, I'll take a salad. Well, not because I need a salad, but because like, okay, well, listen. <laughs> so I've got to lose a few pounds, but that's not because of anything else. Just because you know, it's just good for me. But the salad, okay, you know what? <sighs> I'll have <a> water. <laughs> 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 That's where I'm at now. I'm in the oversharing part of my life. Okay. That's good. At the ripe old age of 28 almost. <laughs> yeah. My okay. God. okay. Let's get to Star Wars. What Let's are you get doing to, to Star me? Wars. <laughs> so, on our last episode, we <laughs> talked about the first 10 episodes of season five, and we ended with the first episode of what I like to call the boring droid arc. Okay, that's offensive. Melissa right agrees with me, so okay. you're outnumbered. I agree with her. Okay, well, you, you know what? I don't. I didn't sign up for this. Okay, Brian. <laughs> Brian, I just would like to explain to you that Uh-oh. the first thing on my document says "droid arc equals boring." <laughs> it's just—it's so slow. I mean, but it's in the desert. You know, there's not a lot going on. So let's get into this. So the next episode (laughs) is called A Sunny Day in the Void. And I was watching the featurette on this, as I always do. And the story behind this episode was literally George Lucas saying, I want an episode about nothing. Those are his exact (laughs) words. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating or misquoting him. Wow, did that. Well... Yep, and I guess all of the episodic directors were like, nope, not touching that. And the guy who ended up directing this was like, absolutely, I will take that on. And I'm just like, wow, you have quite the character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. So, Brian, so you're talking about this episode if you think it's so great? You're talking about this specific episode or the, no, the arc, arc as a whole? Well, he, okay. said, he said he wanted this episode to be about nothing. Not the arc, just the episode. Okay. Um, what was the question? <laughs> if if this episode is so great, why what do you love about it? Oh, well, I mean, it's Star Wars, right? So, so it's going to be Star Wars. That's a really bad answer. It that is a really bad answer. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm being attacked. Um <laughs> This is I the Brian even... punching back episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh you know, I like Meaver Gascon. I do. I like him a lot as a character. I like that he's tiny. I like that he hides inside of a droid, and he goes kind of crazy in the desert. He's funny. I like him, and I like Whack, and 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 yeah, I don't remember this specific episode. <laughs> so, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? I mean, which one is this? Oh I, know the, I know the art. Oh. They're all one. <laughs> this is the one where they're literally just out in the desert doing zero things. Oh, yeah, of course. I like the desert. So it's like right up my alley, you know? It's like the desert. Mm. Oh, man. You know, this is a trick question and a trap, I would like to say. because uh, Because if you're like, hey, there's nothing in this episode. How do you like that? And I'm like, I can't even make up stuff. Cause there's no- you know what? I like it. And I and I like it because it's because it's Star Wars and I'm treading water here. Okay, uh, you're gonna drown in five seconds. Oh, um. <laughs> I see you've been boldened by Melissa's presence here, everyone. I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> Girl power. 
<laughs> so oh, so strong. So yeah, they basically do nothing. Um, it's dry, <laughs> oh and Gascon just moseying around the desert. Yep. But getting uh, from one place to another. Yep. But Dave Filoni said in uh, he quoted one time that this episode was supposed to be an exploration of like Mobius and his artwork style. They wanted it to be really abstract, um, and they wanted it to be kind of like the white room in THX. Oh, 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 I got it. I got it. Okay. So the reason I like it is because it's like, it's like Mobius inspired, you know, and uh, it reminds me of the white room in T. Do you ever see THX 1138? This episode reminds me of that white room in that, in that, that's why I like it. Yeah. Ah, feels good to get okay, that Okay, so he chest. has a reason down. Yeah. Kind of. He literally <laughs> just regurgitated what I just said from the mouth of Dave Filoni. Mm, I don't think it's so. Great minds think something. alike, I guess. You know? <laughs> I mean, I still don't agree, but yeah. it's something. <laughs> yeah, see? Um, let's just ignore him for now. Melissa. <laughs> um, <Hi. laughs> How do you feel about this episode? I, I got to tell you, Savannah, I turned it on yesterday and I was like, you know what? I haven't watched this arc since like I first saw it and I'm going to try it again. And the first 10 minutes oh, of like a sunny day in the void is them just crashing. Like... I couldn't do it. And then once they crashed, I was like, I, I literally cannot watch this. So I turned it off and then I like skipped to the next episode to like the very end. It's it's just so slow. Like I and I don't feel like I get anything out of it. I mean, the animation is so pretty, but like that's about it. I feel like they could have just completely cut out this episode and cut down the arc to be only three episodes and use that bonus episode for like one of the next two arcs to make it even. I agree with that. I just think like, not to be that person, Uh but I get so excited whenever I see Anakin or Obi-Wan or Ahsoka and like no interesting characters are there unless you want to like, count r2 as one so i kind of like mentally zoned out same like it's a nap there was nothing episode. pulling me in yeah it was a napping episode that's fair i didn't say i loved it <laughs> 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 i'm not defending it as my favorite episode i'm just saying i didn't dislike okay. it but the but the cool thing is is when gregor shows up right um, that's what i'm saying that what's interesting to me about that is like i never expected that they would take like that character and then bring him back like they did in Rebels. Yeah. So when that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, he's from that one arc that nobody watches. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Isn't that sad? It is really sad. So I find it interesting that they decided to pull him out of, like, everybody. So he's the redeeming part of this arc. The last two episodes have this clone named Gregor who is working as, like, a dishwasher he has super long hair. He doesn't even look like a clone anymore. Um, and it turns out that he was a Republic commando at one point, which is awesome because we had only seen the Republic commandos in the show before as like a very small cameo. Um, nothing like super character centric. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I do like Gregor a lot. I love his character and he does redeem this arc. There's just so much literally empty <laughs> emptiness you mean like a void? <laughs> there is a void. <laughs> <laughs> the 
first yeah. two episodes are just so rough. It's like they could have condensed this down into two episodes and then had two other episodes that were kind of like their own little miniature arc. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it really puts a ding on this great season for me. <laughs> well. It just, it just felt so misplaced, especially because season five is so good. And then to like have this in the middle of such an action-packed season yeah. felt kind of like inappropriate. <laughs> Maybe they were letting us like catch our breath before yes. all of the heartache and suffering we were about to experience. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like. Well, they definitely did that. They made an episode about nothing. <laughs> yeah. They sure did. Well, <laughs> the next one is called Missing in Action, and that's where we actually get more action. Thank God. Um, it's all starting to make sense now. Yeah. And so this is where we actually meet Gregor, I believe. Um, and he ends up getting a hologram from R2-D2 of Captain Rex. And Captain Rex is like, you are a clone. You're meant to fight for the Republic. And I think Gregor had forgotten that it's almost like he had amnesia like he kind of like brian (laughs) i'm gregor (laughs) (laughs) sorry i had to do that it's true you know what i've never felt more kinship with gregor until just now wow guys we've made a breakthrough man we did oh man brian what were the droids doing on this mission they were on a mission to do something to to do an important thing uh with the republic um and they crash landed on this place oh. um and then they were in a void um yeah yeah they were they were in they were in a void for a while to to be oh. honest. Uh, yep, 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 yep. And um, they they came across a diner. Mm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, they came across a diner. But what was the purpose for them going on a ship and going somewhere? Oh, that that's classified. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a secret uh, mission. Even though we talked about that in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was our bad. We weren't supposed to. It's a, yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's a... It's, um, it's a thing. It's a yeah. classified. Yeah, we don't want to like, <laughs> don't, don't want to give out all the all the secrets on the air. So wow. You know, you know just wow. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, okay. They were they were they were supposed so they were doing. Uh, they had they had to get um an an encryption module. Oh wow! From, Who told yeah, you that? No one. Uh, from the from the separatists, <laughs> they had an encryption module, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and then. They had to go get it and then bring it back. God, you're so smart. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I, I'm glad you said that, so we have it on record, and wow. everyone. That heard. was such a that was a, such a riveting explanation. <laughs> yeah, I just you know I like to be thorough. I like to be thorough, and okay. I totally did not look it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. So that's there's your answer. Glad I could help. That's great. Carry on. So. <laughs> So apparently Gregor owes this diner owner a life debt. Yeah. And Gregor still has his armor, but this guy basically made him a slave. And Gregor wants to go away with the droids. Um, But 
Then his diner owner, pal, reveals that he is going to blow up a Republic cruiser in order to get this fuel that they had mined. Um, and he was saying that Gregor and the droids would never escape and then they would be begging him for a job. And so I think that's kind of the end of the third part of this arc. And then the fourth one is where it gets serious. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You don't remember any of this, do you? Yes, I do. This is the one. Brian's where... just got Wikipedia up and he's like, okay, this happened, this happened. This no, happened. I remember <laughs> this one. See, this is the episode that I think of when I think of this arc. All right, then, this is then where he how much sees do you the... love it? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do like this one. Because <laughs> he, he remembers and then he sacrifices himself getting them to the to the cruiser. Spoiler alert. He kills himself. Wow, Brian. Or so wow. we thought. Double spoiler alert. He shows back in Rebels. And he's crazy. <laughs> okay, well, I kind of already spoiled that, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Savannah. She did it first. So, welcome to the spoiler podcast with Brian and Melissa. What else have? <laughs> Maul's back. <clears throat> with special guest, <laughs> Savannah. <laughs> you guys missed the biggest spoiler of them all. That's true. That's true, we did. Ahsoka oh, the water. Ahsoka one. <laughs> I was Wait, like, what? oh, yeah. Yeah. What? Ahsoka? What? Okay, okay, back up. <laughs> so, um, at the end of the droids arc, as Brian said, um, <laughs> right Gregor puts on his <laughs> Republic Commando armor, and he's fighting. The droids get away, and they think that Gregor has sacrificed himself for the greater good. And I honestly thought he died, too. When I first yeah. saw this. I mean, it was um, an explosion. And then so... when clones started popping up again in Rebels, I was like, oh, someone's going to come back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, I don't really I have like a lot it. to say about this arc. <laughs> Ooh, I do have one thing of value. Okay. Oh. Okay, so for the last episode of this arc, um, gosh, what is the name of it? I think it's the Point of No Return. Yes. Yep. Okay. There's the part. Okay. Well, going off what I said about Anakin and Obi-Wan, you know, they show up in the end because they're having, like, that conference on the station. Mm -hmm. And the station is going to get blown up because the ship is coming in too fast. And I just got to say that easily one of my favorite parts about season five is the explosion. Oh, yeah. At the end of this episode. Oh, yeah. Because the lighting and the colors and the sound effect is so good. And they, like, immerse you in that experience where you, like, feel like you're there. It's, ugh. It's like cinematic beauty. It, I love it. It looks it's like a so rainbow good. explosion, too. And they had never it really does. done anything like that before in the Clone Wars. It's so pretty. I and I just it. really appreciate that from an animation standpoint. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm so excited that you're on the show. Because the animation, especially <laughs> in the next two arcs. Stop, Are Brian. so Don't good. Even. Don't even. <laughs> Don't touch me. The animation is so good. And... I just know you're going to appreciate it the way I do. I Okay, okay. I okay. actually wrote what down several shots from the next episodes <laughs> where the animation is stellar. I agree. I'm so excited. I think it's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciation from Brian. Yeah. Brian, you are <laughs> drowning. I know. Savannah's like, I'm just glad someone's on the show who can appreciate the animation. Unlike I didn't mean it like that. I did not mean it like that. <laughs> cough, cough. I'm defending the droid arc. She's like, you know, the animation. It just, it's nice oh. to have it 
a pilot that can understand these sort of things. This, for this is why this is why I'm interviewing to replace you, Brian. <laughs> you <laughs> already <laughs> got the job, honey. <laughs> so You're not interviewing to replace me. I'm fighting to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag let Brian keep going. <laughs> Hashtag the dorky dude, save me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if people really think this is real. <laughs> I kind of hope so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're, man. They're, like, I'm expecting some tweets to be like, hey, Brian, you had a good run, but... Uh, I'm coming for you. But we're excited we to have Melissa to on full time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should just get to the end and be like, we have breaking news. Yeah. Exactly. What'll, see, what'll be really the, the tell would be like if, Melissa, you start coming on for the next like four episodes. And I'll be like, What's, this is what she did for me. Oh, no. Oh, no. She was by herself. And then I was on for three. And then she said I was a co-host. She's phasing me out. But <laughs> slowly, Brian's voice gets quieter yeah, and quieter. Exactly. It just fades <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We'll do a bit that, like, you're taking my microphone away. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, then Darth Maul comes back, and then he goes to Mandalore, and what's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't edit that out. (laughs) Oh, I'm not. Oh, she thinks we edit these. (laughs) (laughs) We're very real. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, let's get to the good stories. I'm dying. Yeah. Yes. So the next arc is like the Darth Maul slash Death Watch arc of season five. And the first episode is called Eminence. It's a four-part arc. And we start off this episode with Maul and Savajo Press being discovered by Pre Vizsla and Mm Bo-Katan. Oh, my God. All the best characters in the same room. I love it. It's so true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And there's so much that happens like within these short episodes. I mean, each 22-minute episode is so freaking packed with stuff that goes on that sometimes I get a little confused, so bear with me if I get some of the facts a tiny bit mixed up. But so this is the episode where the Death Watch discovers Maul and Savage, and they're just like, what are you? Because you're not Jedi, and Maul's like, we are Sith. Um, But the Death Watch does not want to trust the sith especially bo katan she's like we don't need to be you know aligned with these guys um so the death watch takes savage and maul to be met by this character named zeton and they are invited in by the black sun and brian you probably know more about the black sun than me because you are more of a fan of the eu Mm-hmm. So can you kind of explain like where they fit in in the expanded universe? They were like the quintessential like mafia essentially. They were the black market. Like they were the 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 head crime syndicate of the old EU. Like there was an old Darth Maul comic which is makes us extra cool that Darth Maul uh takes over Black Sun in the Clone Wars because there was like an issue I forget the name of it, but it was essentially like Palpatine sent Darth Maul to go take down the Black Sun. And he just shows up, murders literally everyone. And the leader of the Black Sun has this, like, a night sister, basically, uh, as his right hand. And she and Darth Maul get into this big fight. She's, like, force lightning him, and it's awesome. And uh, it's really cool. And then the leaders of the Black Sun in this are, uh, I forget the name of their species, but it's, like, Prince Shizor from the old EU as well. It's just really cool. Yeah, it's and really, something really similar cool. kind of happens. So Maul wants the Black Sun to join them, and the guy's like, no. Um, so he kills them. He, d- he kills all of them. <laughs> he literally kills all of them. Oh um, and that's when you realize, oh, he's not he's not playing games. Like, this is 
super serious for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love this episode. I, I love this episode too, but it's just kind of crazy how, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like there's literally no filter or sugarcoating on Maul at all. There's just pure hatred and he will literally do anything he needs to do. It's true. He's very focused in this. I So I, I actually rewatched this arc. <gasps> I'll have you know. What? And I know. Guys, I know. let's clap New host, for him. guys. Thank you, thank you. Wait, Brian thank actually you. rewatched something? I did. Yeah. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, it's. Uh, I'd like to thank my phone. Um, so, oh my gosh. The, speaking of the animation, thank you. When they find <laughs> Maul and Savage, and he's got like frost on his face because it's so cold. Oh my gosh, I was just gonna comment on that. Oh really? Because really? Savannah didn't. <laughs> How interesting. Look at us uh, being animation buddies, noticing the same thing. Okay. Okay. The tide's turning a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a cool touch, wasn't it? From from an animation standpoint. (laughs) You know what I like about this episode? Uh, Besides everything, Um, (laughs) it it shows how Crimson Dawn started Mm. by him uniting all of these syndicates and bringing them together, rising to power. It also. Shows how uh, Maul got his, like, humanoid feet. Because mm-hmm. before this, they were the claw feet. So when you see Maul's feet in Solo, those were actually made by the Death Watch, which is kind of cool to think about. Yep. And I then... was just going to say, like, all those ties to, um, you know, like, just, like, the threads that they go through to, like, show you how the crime syndicates came together and how, like, Maul, like, came to power over that and then seeing how that ties into Solo is really, really cool once you go back and rewatch it. I agree. Watching Solo makes me see these in a totally new light, which is really cool. Isn't that like the best thing about Star Wars now? 100%. 100%. I'm just like, I'm so excited that this reference came up in Solo because the second they started bringing up like the crime syndicates, like I looked over at my dad and I was like, oh my gosh, I know what this means. (laughs) Like, I felt so like included like just like in that movie i was like i have a bit of knowledge that's applicable to this movie right like, i was just so thrilled yeah. and like the pikes are on kessel you're like oh i know what those are the yeah. Pikes. yeah yeah it's so cool and i y- the other thing i love is like this this arc shows how like deliberate maul is because while he is like fueled by hate and anger and everything he's also like a mastermind for a little bit you know he's like we're gonna go here we're gonna do this and Vizla is like his pawn and mm-hmm. even says he's like they don't even understand what i'm building here they just yeah. think they're going to mandalore and he like cuts off the heads of all but one of the black sun which is bonkers and then he goes to the pikes and he goes uh, i'm in charge now and they're like okay and then he goes to the huts which is like the godfather scene which is great because <laughs> i'm all about huts they're so cool and uh well, Savage kills one of those too. That is, and I feel like in the span of like three days, they're like, we need. They just need to kill everyone. Yeah, exactly. Maul's like, Savage, we need four hundred people to take over Mandalore, and Vizsla doesn't understand. I just feel like it's. I just feel like it's an intense game of like double crossing. Yeah. You know, where it's just like Maul and Savage are like, we're gonna kill these idiots once they turn their backs. And then like Death Watch is like, yeah, we're gonna kill them once they turn their backs. And it's just like all this double crossing and I'm like, you yeah. don't know what's going on. It's yeah. so good. So so good. And Sam Whitworth's just like 
phenomenal. He is the in this. best. Man, he is terrifying. He oh, is. I went, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. My God. I went and I I uh, I rewatched the behind the scenes of his like voice acting for this arc. Oh what? And he's just like, have you guys seen these? I've seen zero behind the scenes stuff for the. Oh, Clone Brian, Wars. come on, get with the program. You I've seen all points. the behind the scenes. <laughs> okay, so Savannah, relate to me here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the behind the scenes videos of like specifically this arc, mm-hmm. and you know even ones I think back like late season four when he was like starting to come back up again, where he just stands there and he just like is snarling into the microphone. Oh, yeah. And, like, and he's, like, got his hand up, but he's just, person? like, into it. I know. Where it's are so these? so scary. YouTube. It's YouTube. Somebody okay. put all of them up. I need Where to share. Are... Yeah, there's a there's a YouTuber. I think his name is, like, Mr. Anderson 0001 yes. or yes. something Mr. like that. Anderson. He has literally all of the Clone Wars featurettes ever and all kinds of behind-the-scenes content for all the Star Wars movies and stuff, too. I'll have to... I'll put, his, I'll put his YouTube link in our show notes because... He has so much content on his channel. He really does, and Sweet. it's amazing to watch. There's, like, so much good insight in, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's incredible. Yeah. But no, that, oh, he's just, Sam Witwer is just such a phenomenal voice actor, and I legitimately get so scared. Oh, yeah. Anytime, <laughs> like, you just hear him talk, it's just like, oh. <laughs> like, this guy means business. I think we talked about this last time, too, but we... I love Sam Witwer because he's such a big Star Wars fan, and you can tell that he genuinely Same. cares about everything that they're doing in this show. I agree. I mean, the, the you know, there's that infamous story of his first day uh, on Clone Wars correcting yeah. Dave Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Wait, man. I don't know this. I don't he, know this. It was, in, it was in the Mortis arc, and uh, he was recording lines for The Sun, and he talked yeah. about there was, there was a bit of dialogue where Anakin is seeing a vision of Shmi, and uh, the the line originally read something like, oh, I'm married now. I have a wife. I, I wish you could meet her. And then Sam Witwer was like, uh, excuse me one second. Uh, Shmi met her in episode one. Padme and Shmi met <laughs> And Dave Filoni was like, well, oh, wow, you're totally right. You are absolutely right. And everyone else like jaw dropped. Like the new guy <laughs> just corrected Dave Filoni. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's like, this is my dude. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I think about that, because like, I feel like most people – uh, especially ones that listen to this show, I feel like we're all probably the Star Wars friend in our friend group. Mm-hmm. Like we know a lot, probably more than the average person because we're just into <laughs> this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so uh, a lot of people will be like, oh, you know so much about Star Wars. I was like, yeah, I know a lot. But I always think about like, I don't know half of what Sam Witwer knows. Oh, yeah. That, that, that dude was like, I remember when the teaser for episode seven came out and you see that ship. Uh, up, uh, you see the the ship on Jakku, you know the mm-hmm. Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember Sam Witwer being like, "You know what? That's an Imperial class Star Destroyer, but it's upside down." I was like, oh, "What? <gasps> it is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, but Brian. I feel like you have such an like. Okay, like you have like all this knowledge of Star Wars, but all your EU facts that you just spit out. I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. Oh, dude. <laughs> like you're just like spitballing on the EU stuff, and I'm like. I didn't that, even know that this was a thing. That see that that was the and that's like the big dilemma right now with the fandom as far as Disney goes because a majority of my knowledge just from sheer numbers of books versus numbers of movies. Uh you know, I feel like the the average person who was into the old EU, the majority of our knowledge was EU knowledge. Yeah. You know, and then when Disney was like it's not real, we're like what? 
What do you mean? <laughs> I've, been, I've been studying my entire life. and I, you it's, know. Like, it's like <laughs> extensive history. <laughs> You're but like, I, I can't purge all that information in my brain. Exactly. It's like they came along and be like, all that, the, everything you know? Not true anymore. Not like, but, uh, what, but what do you? I don't, what? Yeah, but I feel like there should be a section of this show now that's like EU facts with Brian Balance. Ooh. Did you know? Like, that's a good idea. EU facts I mean, with Jedi I, Brian. I don't know oh, everything, but it's yeah. But you but, know a lot. <laughs> I know. I know a bit. But it it just comes from you know reading those books and comics and stuff growing up and whatnot. Just can't getting enough. But that's one thing that I absolutely love about the new thing with Disney is like it all connects now, where before it did not. Like, there was some garbage in the old EU, man. I mean, it was bad. Granted, there's some garbage in the new stuff. So it's like, it evens out. But yeah. it, it is fun to see that specifically people working on the Clone Wars and working on Rebels and, like, the animation team, they are EU fans. So they work in stuff from the old e- Thrawn. Thrawn is from the old EU. Yeah. Hey, you know, Jason. Like, yeah, right? Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's just cool to see things like that, like like Prince Shizor's species uh, to the Black Sun, like all these things that were in the old EU being worked into canon. And that's why when a lot of people get really upset, they're like, oh, man, they got rid of the EU. I'm like, just wait, because we don't know if they're going to rework it into right. the new canon. Like, just give it time. Mm-hmm. It's only right. been a few handful of years. You know, you never know. Do you guys think they'll ever bring back Mara Jade? No, I don't, I don't think they will in the way that she was. Yeah, like I don't think they're gonna give Luke a bounty hunter wife that was sent by the Emperor to kill him and actually <laughs> fell in love with him. Like I don't see that, but I could see a redheaded bounty hunter showing up and like being Mara Jade, but without the connection to Luke. Yeah, I think I think Brian's right. If they were gonna bring back the character, I'd quote unquote, but like if they were gonna bring it back, there would be inspiration taken from Mara Jade, but not like an actual version of her exactly and like though they can they can rework the ideas like you know a good a good example that savannah and i have talked about recently was uh dathomir you know dathomir in the old eu was like a jungle planet and it was ruled by women as well but they like rode rancors and like it was badass so freaking awesome (laughs) one of my favorite eu characters ever is a girl named tenel ka she was Uh in the young jedi knight series she was from dathomir and uh, she, her lightsaber hilt was made from a rancor tooth, which is wow. What? what? Awesome. So we EU got facts with Jedi Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna do but this. We... I think this is a good idea. So, but see, like we got. So that <laughs> yes. was the old, that was the old Dathomir, right? The new Dathomir mm-hmm. is you know what the Night Sisters are, and it's dark and black magic and and evil and Sith and all that good stuff. Uh, but that's not to say that one day we will get a, we won't get a planet. That's primarily women riding rancors. That's a jungle planet. You know, it's it's we can still get those things. They just won't necessarily be called the thing that we know them as. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my hope. I mean, they're just getting started. You know, yeah. we have no idea what's going around the corner. With the Mandalorian, yeah. could be anything. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Can you imagine if we got like a live action Enbo cameo in the Mandalorian? Can you oh imagine if we got Cad Bane? Oh, I don't even. I would cry. <gasps> that would be so incredible. Don't. Right? We've talked don't do about that to just, my having, <laughs> just having uh, the Mandalorian like walk into a cantina and you just see the cowboy hat in the corner. Oh, Stop. Everyone would lose their minds. Oh, I would me. die. I would honestly <laughs> flip out. Yep. Oh, my God. I just I, pray I, that that never happens in a Star Wars movie because 
I don't need an entire theater of people to hear me freak out. Like I can do that in the comfort of my own home, watching it on the Disney plus network. Like I, that doesn't need to happen in a movie theater. (laughs) I've had it happen to me twice in a movie theater. Once for rogue one and once for episode eight rogue one was because I had just read the Ahsoka book. And then there's the scene with Bale and uh, uh, Mon Mothma mentioning, she's talking about Leia. But for some reason, I thought he was talking about Ahsoka. I thought you know, that she's too. like, and so if, if you were in the theater, which I, I doubt you're probably not listening to this, but if you are, <laughs> you would have heard like it has to be someone you trust. I would trust her with my life. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> like a dead quiet theater to that, and the exact <laughs> same thing happened in episode eight with uh, uh, Yoda's ears when it first. Yeah, started. I did that too. Yeah, but like I'm talking about, I don't even think uh, me seeing Cad Bane would not even be on that level of shock. It would be like, oh my God, like it would be like <laughs> actual freaking out. Like when, when Han Solo died in The Force Awakens, I literally screamed like Vader, no, like it was for real. And the woman next to me was so shocked. But I was okay with it because her kid was crying the whole time. And I was like, shut your kid Aww. up. <laughs> and you then get. I think her kid was so scared of me and how distraught I was after that, um, that the kid was quiet. So it kind of worked out in my favor. But anyways, I don't need to have that kind of moment again in a theater. It's very embarrassing. I'd probably cry a lot. And anyways, if they bring Cad Bane back, it needs to happen in a now. show that I can watch in my house. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to see the freak out. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it would need to be documented. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But it'd be cool. But yeah, that's the whole thing with this arc bringing in the uh, the little EU nods showing Maul just. I mean, dude, they kill. <laughs> and like one of the last parts of this particular episode, you know, when they're trying to get information from that hut, and he's like, <laughs> "You're telling me the only thing you can give me is that I would find Jabba at Jabba's palace." Yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I I love how disgusted his face looks too. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. he's just so thoroughly disgusted with the answer. Yeah. It's and then true. he's like, eh, Savage killed this jerk. <laughs> like, yeah. I figured you'd be more useful, Savage. <laughs> well, yeah, they, so they bring back some favorite bounty hunters in this episode, too. Like, they bring back Embo with his dog. They bring love back Sugi and Lats Razzy and Dengar. And I freaking love that because those characters are all awesome. And we hadn't seen Sugi in a little while. It's true. There's a sweet her. moment with when she throws too. the dagger at Maul's head and Savage yeah. stops it. Oh, man. Oh, it's such a cool what moment. What a power couple her and Maul would be, though. Like, how great. Oh, no, are you She's shipping? She's hardcore. <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> shipping them. So when uh, so they're both Zabrex, right? So yeah. they would have oh, horns. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. And they're both hardcore. I, I just feel like they'd be I, such a metal couple, just yeah. like. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Suki, if you would. Two characters show up in the same room once. Savannah, I ship it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, no, because I don't ship Lux and Ahsoka. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not going to get off on a tangent here, but I don't entirely dislike Lux. <laughs> My spot just got solidified. <laughs> nope, not if we relate on animation. Ooh, mm. this is a back and forth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is yes. a back and forth. I will fight you. You'll win. This is a great episode. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, Savannah, I'll rant to you on Lux on 
some occasion, but I don't entirely hate him. But I'm not entirely against you either. I'm Can I just ask why I mean, you don't hate him? <laughs> What's to love about him? <laughs> Can I, I ask that not, you explain yourself? It's <laughs> less on his character, and it's more on what he, like, represents in her life. Like, I feel like the purpose of his character was to kind of, like, add more t- dimension to Ahsoka and show the audience, like, she's not immune to, like, having emotions. <laughs> and, like, the development that, like, she has to get through to, like, oh, like, I kind of like this guy. He's cute. Oh, I've never, like, met a guy that I like. I'm kind of struggling with this. It was more of the, like, development that it gave her versus, like, what he was actually, like, doing in that relationship. Because as far as he is, he's just, like, a cute guy, and Ahsoka's like, he's not even oh, he's cute. he's kind of cute. Well, no, I don't <laughs> think he's cute. I mean, like, okay, if it I comes do. down to it, if it comes down to it, I definitely ship Ahsoka with Nyx more than Lux. Same. Because in, like, the short little animated, like, half-animated uh, clips that we got, there was so much more dynamic there, and it was very mature, and I could definitely see the attraction. Whereas with Lux, it's kind of like an eighth-grade crush. But I feel like they did it to kind of, like, give her that struggle to connect with Anakin on, even though Anakin's being, like, a total hypocrite. And yeah. he's like, stay focused! And Ahsoka's like, okay, Melissa, also, were you he's ever, married. Were you ever a Rex Oka shipper? <laughs> what? That's what oh, a Rex and Ahsoka shipper? Yeah. Um, what kind of a heathen does that? Wait, wait. <laughs> I'll have to explain this in a second after I hear your answer. Be honest. This is a safe Like, space. dead honest? Yeah. <gasps> or live honest. You, I, you, oh, God. <laughs> you can't say okay. yes. Just be honest. I, it, uh, like, I sure I first, as hell did. Okay, wait. What? Okay. <laughs> When I first saw it, I, I, I kind of went back and forth. Because at the same time, like, when she first meets him, she's, like, 14. And yeah, no, not like, at that age. I'm talking about, like, like, when she's older. Are you talking, like, Rebels? Um, no, more like late, late Clone Wars. Oh, God, I don't like this. No, I, no. I mean, like, I, I, I definitely considered it at one point. Like, I was like, hmm, do I ship this? And then the more I thought about it, the more weirded out I got with myself. Oh, <laughs> I was God. like, I don't know how I about this and then once they announced that like nyx was a thing i was like oh yeah definitely not mm. <laughs> i don't know because i guess i, I was really saw, hoping like, you'd be on my train over here so i wouldn't sound like a crazy person <laughs> do do you actually ship it um oh, i used to my I used brian to. be quiet <laughs> so um i've talked about this on the podcast before when i was like first getting into clone wars i was on this forum and the forum was only for girls that were Star Wars fans. And they were all around yeah, my age. And we were all like 13, Tiny 14. Savannah. Yeah. And at that time, um, a lot of girls were shipping Rex and Ahsoka. And I wasn't opposed to it. So that was still pretty early on in the Clone Wars. Um, and I did not ship them when she was still super young. And And when I say ship, I'm not like... They kind of mean something. I know, but I don't mean like <laughs> gross. It's like when I say kiss, <laughs> I don't mean like touch mouths. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I just think they would be such a great couple because they've been through I, I, so many similar things and yeah. they're so cute. But here's the thing clones yeah. are, they have, um, you know, they're like accelerated uh, aging. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Technically, they're not that far in age, even though he looks so much older. Um, oh, so uncomfortable. Really? I, I yeah. thought this was like a common thing. No, no, no. Oh, I've, I, I've I never heard like this it, before. 
I don't know how dark you guys get into like the Tumblr area. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. Okay. That's that's like in Lion King. You know, what's that dark area? You must never go there. Yeah, I don't. I don't go go into the world of Tumblr. So. So don't I'm not recommending this. Don't go in don't go looking up Rex and Ahsoka on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that. Don't do it. That's just I'm my just advice. talking about them like holding hands, skipping in a field, <laughs> making dinner together and like, like watching so. TV. I always thought it was like a best friend relationship. Like yes. like I look at them and I get a lot of feelings over that relationship because of like how much they've been through together. And, like, how much they mean to each other, like, personally. Yeah. And that's, like, a really, really different relationship as opposed to, like, Anakin and Padme, which is, like, lovey-dovey and we're going to Well, they're just hot and heavy. I mean, Ahsoka and Rex could be, like, in love and. I'm so tense right now. (laughs) Right? Why did you make you so uncomfortable? (laughs) What? Rex and Ahsoka. Rex and Ahsoka. I really thought this was common. I've no, no, no. never heard this before. I have I have heard this. This is not uncommon. I have definitely heard this, but I ship oh it in like God. a best friend way. Like it's not like a romantic sense. It's like, do you know do you know the feeling when you really, really love somebody? You know, but it's not like romantic. You just like have like a bunch of love in your heart for them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like you know that feeling? Like I feel like that's a universal feeling and I just feel like that's how that relationship is where but it's like one of like... mutual respect and love but it's not romantic. I want them to love love each other. Oh, like so like romantic <laughs> like kids. <laughs> okay we can move on i don't want to make you uncomfortable i I just wanted to know because i just remember so many people my age at the time were just like really into rex and ahsoka and i didn't know if you were like into that as well it's 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 to sum up it's very different from i think what your opinion on it is like i it's like it's purely like a best friend thing for me and i get a lot of feelings from that but I don't really see it evolving into a romantic thing. Like maybe I'm like on the same page because I don't know if I want them like super romantic. I just, I just want them to be in each other's lives forever. That's okay. Yeah, that's how I feel. That be like, (laughs) hey, what are you doing? (laughs) So when you picture like Rex, Rex and a like if Rex and Ahsoka kissing, like how does that make you feel? <laughs> like if is it, like is a, it if it's like a little peck i like it if it's like it a making a, out i don't really uh, want that it's a uh, okay <laughs> you know like when they hug in rebels like that makes me really oh yeah happy. hugs are cool yeah oh, that, that makes was me so happy. i'm a i'm a hugger but that uh, it's a it's a little i just like it's uh, like those relationships where two mm-mm. people mean a lot to each other but it's not yes. romantic like but th- they mean yes. a lot to each other yes you know, but oh, God, shipping it's... kind of means a little some some. Well, okay, I don't well, want to not... go in that <laughs> direction. I'm just talking about. I don't even know. Let's just move on. <laughs> oh, if you're a listener and you like Rex and Ahsoka together, regardless Get of here. whether they're oh. romantically involved or they're just friends, chime in. I would love to know what you think. Please make me feel like I'm not alone. <laughs> or shame her. Okay, <laughs> Savannah, Savannah to. I definitely thought about it. Let's put it that way. I thought oh about it. Oh my god! You. I didn't even know this was a thing. Okay, I thought about it, but I, I don't <laughs> remember. I said I'll... too that I ship up. We want adventurous. <laughs> oh I mean, god, I'm for I that. I about that. I'm for that. I I'm okay with that. Okay, now how are you okay with that? 
Because that they're consenting adults. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when Ahsoka is an adult, not when she's but a child. But he's still known her since she was a child. It's like, oh, so? a few more years. So? It's <laughs> not like that. It's weird. It's so I'm, weird. I'm about to cry. Like, so imagine, hard. it's like Rex and Ahsoka, if they started dating for a bit, and after a while, Rex is like, ha sky guy. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, she starts adopting Ahsoka's nicknames for people. <laughs> It's like what is what is happening? Why would what he is do going that? on? I don't think that would happen. Okay, I don't think any of this should happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just get away from this. Yeah, because this is gonna let's get, get so back weird. to Darth Maul, full of My hatred God, and yes, evil please. and spit. <laughs> oh God, that was a rough fifteen minutes. I <laughs> <laughs> can finally like relax. <laughs> okay, Ooh. let's move on to the next episode because we need to get over <laughs> here. I need to take so, some water. So the next episode is called Shades of Reason. And this one feels shorter than the other episodes because it has a little less going on. But it has an epic fight scene that is, like, probably the longest fight scene of any Clone Wars episode ever. So um, Darth Maul and Savage and uh, the Death Watch goes back to Mandalore. And they lock up Satine and imprison her next to Prime Minister Almec, who we know is... Still kicking. Still kicking. <laughs> I don't know how, but he's still out there. <laughs> he's got three square meals a day. You know, prison isn't that bad, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. He still looks healthy. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Um, I like the coup. I like the coup idea. The idea that, like, we're going to stage an attack and then have you come in and be the hero. It's smart. Yeah. I like the plan. Yeah. So yeah. Maul and Savage are put in prison as well. And then they're like, oh, we need someone to rule Mandalore that we can control. And they're like, let's use Prime Minister Olmec. Great idea. Especially yeah. um, <laughs> like, he's locked up for corruption, Maul. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Maul's like, thank Perfect. you for being so cooperative. And she's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> dang. That is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's very good. Then in this throne room maul mm. and previsla have a little showdown yeah guys this so is good. literally the best fight ever it's ever, so ever, ever 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 amazing it's awesome because previsla has a jetpack darth maul does not darth maul is filled with rage previsla has like these darts coming out of his uh forearms and like just all kinds grenades. of crazy weapons, grenades, and a flamethrower. He's got his dark saber, but um, unfortunately, even though he had all this awesome technology, uh, Maul decapitated him right in yeah. front of Bo-Katan <laughs> and all the other Death Watch uh, members. And so good. Uh, he's like, "Hey guys, come join me. I'm gonna be your new uh, your new ruler." And they're just like, "There's no way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, no way." <laughs> Half of them are like, oh, I mean, it is the rules. Yeah, bo just right. like, ain't happening. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I have actually something interesting that I noticed with this yesterday, and Ooh. I'm going to share it. Please. Do you notice how everyone has, like, a very specific set of convictions, like, from bo to Satine to pre to Maul? It's like everybody is so, like, stubborn in their way of thinking, yeah. and they're not yeah. willing to give that up for the other person. Or, like, for anybody. And I just think it's so cool with, like, how many characters are a display of that in this arc specifically. Mm -hmm. But there are consequences for all of that. 
Yep. Which is super interesting. I mean, like, we'll get to this, and then I'll end up crying. Yeah, Savannah and I are going to get emotional, and Brian's just going to stare. I don't um, feel anymore. So, no, I noticed that specifically with Satine is there is a consequence for her sticking to her convictions. Yeah. Yep. Um, Bo-Katan even, she's like, yeah, no outsider is going to rule Mandalore. And she just, like, is totally stuck to that. And then she fights him, and then they get away, obviously. And then, like, with Maul, Maul's like, yep, you know, so this is my plan, and I'm sticking to it. And if you get in my way, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, ugh. Like, all, like, the different characters and what they represent and how they just stick to it is just so awesome and so unique to me. And it just, like, comes full fold in this arc. And I just really appreciate it. Well, and they're such extreme um, paths, too. Like, each of them has such extreme morals that they're so different. It's, like, completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, And I think that's what's so interesting. And And like you said, there's multiple characters. It's not just, like, two characters, like, having conflicting opinions. It's four and the people that choose to follow them. It's so yep. good. It's so good. I'd like, ugh. In this fight scene, I don't know. People have to choreograph this. Yeah, like, yep. I know. They have to lay this out. And everything in this fight scene was so well considered. Even, like, you know, like, the arm punching and then how they'll, like, bring the lightsaber up. There's literally a shot where Maul, like, flicks his wrist with the lightsaber as Pre Vizsla is moving in on him, and it's just little details like that just make the fight feel so cinematic. Oh, it's I so agree. good. So I agree. Good. I, I like always, this fight a lot. I always wonder how they do that, though, with the choreography. Like, do they reference fighting styles from other movies and, like, um, you know, like samurai type stuff? Do they actually act some of this stuff out and then copy it? Like, I just always wonder how that works. I've always wondered that as well. Brian, you actually brought this up in the last episode, but you said... Did I? No, 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 no. no I mean, like, well, you brought up, like, a minor thing with, like, choreography, but the fight scene, literally my favorite fight scene with Obi-Wan and Savage and Maul, and how Obi-Wan is just constantly kicking in the same yes. area to get Savage down. Yep. I think about that just, like, in regard to this fight scene. I guarantee there were, like clips watched or you know like movies that inspired the scene um but i can also imagine that like dave filoni like comes in and knows exactly like how he wants it to look because you know like how he does all those storyboards especially with like um in rebels you know how he showed it at those panels at uh the last celebration yeah i can only imagine that he's just like laying this out and he's like it needs to go here it needs to go here and i was looking at this for inspiration i just ah it's so good (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I love it. And it's just like so entertaining too. I usually don't like super long fight scenes in the Clone Wars because it's like such a short format already. And then when you have longer fight scenes, it takes up more of the episode where stuff could be happening. But in this episode, it's so appropriate because it's like the climax. And I love Pre Vizsla and I was, I was really upset when he died. I was not, <laughs> I was not a fan of Maul in that moment at all. So that and was a I bummer. totally was. It's a, it is his plan coming to fruition. You know, th- that's the other thing. Like like I mentioned before with the uh, how methodical Maul is. It's like he he really paid attention when learning under Palpatine and how to like puppet things into into reality. 
And the whole time, you know, he's like, they think they're going for something. We're building something bigger. Mm -hmm. And then he's got Savage behind him, so he's not worried at all. Breaks. He's like, I want a tour of the facility. Breaks out of his cell. Goes to Satine's like, I need someone to install into a government that's loyal to me. Ah, over here, cool. And then he's like, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go challenge Pre Vizsla. He won't have a choice. I'll kill him, and then you'll be in charge. And that's exactly what happens. <laughs> We're like, oh, snap. This dude was trained by the emperor. Makes sense. Uh, so this, terrifying. So good. Whoa, and and so I scary. mean, Vizsla went out like a champ. Good for him. Yeah. You know, even like as he's getting his head cut off, he's like, it is what it is. You know, I lost. <laughs> and then, whoop. All right, here we go. Game over. Also, that is so dark. Like, oh, the oh, yeah. first time I saw that, I was like, did that Did that just happen? Did they let them do that? <laughs> like, I love the way they shot that, too, because it was like the camera was moving behind someone who was watching it happen. So you didn't see his head get cut off, but you know what happened. Oh, my gosh. And it was just like the perfect reaction. And then they had their shot right on Bo-Katan's face. And she was just like, oh, my God crap <laughs> yep it's like the black sun you just see the lightsaber f- go across and then you just see the headless bodies yep afterwards yep it's really it's smart so way good. to do things so, so good, good. i just i it chills just talking about it like yeah. it, oh my gosh it's just yep. amazing how this show came so far i mean we've talked about this from season one like the first two seasons were great in their own regard but they just continued to get better and better and better and when I talk about the quality of the animation getting better it's like yes it it looks better but they're also using different camera angles and like techniques to convey a story without giving away all the little details and I feel like a, a, a lot of the ways that they shot the first two seasons with were very traditional and simple but now we are getting into like really big wide shots and like panning and it's just ugh, it's I always tell people like I know some people that are really big Star Wars fans that have never watched the Clone Wars and I'm like if you can mm. just enjoy the first two seasons for what it is and get through stuff that you might not be a huge fan of the payoff is amazing because like we just said the the mall episodes here affect the way we see him in solo and the you know the way we see him in solo affects how we view these now and it just like all ties together and uh, i love it so much <laughs> it's I great agree. i think this this season and this arc and the following arc really represent clone wars at its best yes 100%. like at its best like, best yeah and i'm interested to see how we feel when the new season comes out like are they going to be able to top this because this is so high up on the level of quality and entertainment and just like it pulls at your heartstrings. I'm just wondering, can they even get close to these feelings again? It's true. I think this is my favorite arc in all of Clone Wars. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about it. And uh, yep. I think the next episode is my favorite episode in all of Clone Wars. Let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about it. Let's cry. Let's do it. So this Let's is the reason it. why Melissa wanted to be on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> when we, were, <laughs> when we yeah. were talking about, like, I think we were way back in season two or three or something, and we were talking about Satine. Melissa tweeted me and was like, oh, my God, I would love to talk about Satine and Obi-Wan with you guys. And I was like, let's do it. And then Done. we made her wait until we got to this point. And now we're <laughs> here, and it's really sad. <laughs> 
Let's dance. <laughs> Everything is awful. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. I regret this so much. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So Satine is still in her little prison cell on Mandalore. And Corky, her nephew, rescues her. And he's with a group of Death Watch members that have left with Bokton. Yep. So. I don't like Corky's name. I Corky. <laughs> I really hate it. <laughs> Important stuff is going on. Satine's getting broken out of jail. Corky, I need to make a phone call. Corky? That's what we decided? Yeah. It's just. Oh it's so it's just dumb. Such a, it's such a, such a stupid name. name. Yeah, it is. Awful. Especially like in the midst of all that drama. Corky. Corky. I know. <laughs> well, okay. even when he first showed up in the Clone Wars, they were some pretty serious episodes because the kids were being poisoned. So it's like he's never <laughs> been in an episode that's silly, you know? I know. It's, it's such a serious Watch. What character. if that's the name of like the director that made this episode? <laughs> director, Corky. I'm sorry. You have a dumb name. <laughs> I just want to know who like put that name out. So what are we going to name Satine's nephew? Um, uh, Corky. Yeah, they're they like just, drinking they a bottle around. of wine and like popping the cork out. Oh, let's just go with this. <laughs> yeah, they're looking at the storyboards. So it's on a cork board. Yeah. How about? I bet you that's uh, what they did. <laughs> cork, cork, corky. He looks I like a corky. <laughs> Good idea, Carl. I love it. No. Like, uh, Perfect. It's so dumb. Corky, our <laughs> life's in danger. We have to leave. Yeah. Corky, that's the name. We couldn't even cha- give him a nickname. Then, yeah. I'm sorry. Last thing. He calls her auntie. I know. Uh, okay. Uh, Anything yeah. for I you, auntie. Ask, what do you guys call that relative? My aunt. Aunt? Okay. You, you both say aunt? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. What do you say? Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> in in uh in my family in North Carolina, we have different words for different things. Oh. And we say ain't. Are you so kidding? So like, you know, <laughs> no, dead serious. So I've got like my aunt Charlotte, my aunt Brenda. Yeah. Ain't Satine. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be yeah, it'd be ain't Satine. Yeah. <laughs> ain't Satine. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go check out Ain't Satine, see how she doing. Wow. Man, I hope to God Corky ain't there. Corky is like the name of like like a super wimpy cowboy in the old west. I know. Come (laughs) over here, Corky. (laughs) My God, so such a dumb name. Anti. I'm anti Corky. You know he does a good job. No Corky. We need we need to give him a better name. (laughs) Let's call him Piggy. I mean, right? Literally anything would be better. (laughs) Piggy. I'm calling him Piggy. Okay, oh no, that's, I mean, that's, okay, I take it back. Slight, <laughs> <laughs> and they snorted. That's <laughs> even better. <laughs> oh, God, yes. So, Corky, Piggy, we have to get out of here. <laughs> All right, let's oh, move on. Oh, let's danger. move on and actually talk about this episode. <laughs> so. Literally the runway before we get bummed, you know. <laughs> so Satine ends up sending a hologram to the Jedi and asks for Obi-Wan specifically to come help her and the message gets to obi-wan yoda and kiari mundi they all see the message yoda's like hey um the planet is crazy and you can't go there until the senate agrees on it but obi-wan's like nope she's my woman i'm getting in my starship we're going so um he goes that that's a word for word quote by the way i just want to like put a disclaimer here that's a word for word quote nope she's my woman (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm interested in where Obi-Wan may have learned such behavior as defying the council. Mm. <laughs> 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 Tinfoil hats on, everyone. Qui-Gon's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. So it's, well, this is another example of how when the Jedi became uh, in line with the Republic to where they become almost like a political military as opposed to like the spiritual leaders that they're supposed to be, Mm-hmm. But with Fan- with Mandalore being a neutral system, they can't get involved because that would lead to an invasion and then that would put them in danger of the Separatists and make it a battleground. So it's like the Jedi, had they not been soldiers of the Republic at the time, may have been able to do something. Mm-hmm. But because they did, their hands were tied and it yeah. all leads downward. Oh. Mm. So, but so he I, goes anyway. He goes. <laughs> Wait, I have, okay, I have, like, a little tidbit I want to, like, interject here before it gets, like, way too deep into the episode. That's but all have I do. you guys, um, there was a novel that came out on this episode called Darth Maul Shadow Conspiracy. It was by Jason Fry. Did you I guys, did. like, hear me read that? No, I've no? never even heard of that. Okay, so it's what? called Darth. It's called Darth Maul Shadow Conspiracy, and it basically gives you more information on these episodes that the episodes do not show. What? Like, there are added extra scenes in this book, and there's two of them I want to talk about. Um, Okay, let's do it. See, look at you in your EU. (laughs) I know. Brian, are you proud of me? I'm so proud. See (laughs) you later, Savannah. Yeah, bye, Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so... They, so pretty much most of the dialogue in the book is the same. And the scene where, you know, Yoda's like, I like I understand your feelings, but, like, you can't go because the Senate's not going to support you, right? And mm-hmm. it has this passage where in Obi-Wan's mind, he deliberately thinks, like, I, I really doubt you understand my feelings. Like, it's like a passage Ooh. where it's, like, in italics and it's, like, like, in his mind. And he's like, I doubt you understand my feelings. And then it talks about, like, how he, like, shoves his feelings, like, way deep down because he's not supposed to feel them. And it's so sad. It's so sad. It, like, makes everything in context so much more depressing. And then there's a following passage that I'm definitely going to send to you guys. But there's a following passage that talks about how uh, Satine and Obi-Wan actually fell deeply in love. (gasps) And, like... No, no, no. Like, oh, listen to this. Oh boy. Listen to I this. And then, and then it talks <laughs> about how Obi-Wan partially hoped that Satine was going to ask him to stay with her. <gasps> I'm, like, not kidding. Like, this no is like way. Is this book. canon? Yes, I think it's canon. Oh, okay. my God. But then, oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. Maybe I saved, maybe I saved the thing to my computer. I think I saved the file. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, wait. I have it. I do have it. Oh, oh, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is going to kill, this is going to kill Savannah. Oh, my God. This is going to kill I'm not ready. I don't have tissues near me. Okay. Do you want (laughs) me to read it? I can read it. It's like a paragraph. I want you to read it. Okay. So it says, to Qui-Gon's amusement, Satine and Obi-Wan had quarreled about nearly everything. They had also fallen deeply in love, despite their vows to avoid doing so, or maybe because of them. When Satine was safe again, Obi-Wan had simultaneously hoped she would ask him to stay with her and dreaded that she might do so. Emotional attachments were forbidden for Jedi to say nothing of marrying Mandalorian noblewomen. He would have been expelled from the Jedi Order, and that was a fate he had been willing to accept. 
but Satine had not asked him. Obi-Wan had continued his Jedi training and shoved the thought of Satine down so deep in his memory that the regrets came rarely, but for the most part, he was grateful for the life of service he had pursued. All of a sudden, he felt terribly guilty. She had loved him, and he had abandoned her. Ooh. That's good stuff. Okay, this is, like... If this doesn't, like, kick you in your feels going into this episode... <laughs> this makes it hurt so much more. This Man. is the cool thing, too. Because this book also, like, even... This was already obvious, but it further, like, confirms Obi-Wan had no doubts in his mind how he felt about her. Like, oh there was right. no confusion there. But he wasn't gonna, like, push her, yeah. you know? And I feel like she was the same way. Where she wasn't gonna, like, push him back. And Man. I'll go off on a tangent on this later. Like, no, I go will. on it now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's dive. Dive, dive, dive. There. Oh my God. You guys. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me set you up, okay? So, so Obi Wan gets there. They, he and Satine get captured. They are taken to the throne room with Maul. Um, Maul chokes the heck out of Satine so that Obi Wan oh will get mad at him. Satine dies in the arms of Obi Wan, and it's like literally the worst moment ever. After getting stabbed yes. by the Darksaber. Yes. Oh, God, this is the worst. <sighs> okay, go, Melissa. <laughs> okay, Let's I have this. so many thoughts, and you're going to have to deal with me because this is like the equal of Brian going on on Qui-Gon. Like, yes. <laughs> do it. This is why you're I'm here. So we are here giving you this. a platform. Woo! Okay, this is my platform. I have the microphone. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, so the primary thing I've noticed, I'm going to start about Satine and Obi-Wan's relationship, and then I'm going to get into Obi-Wan. Okay, so, so I'm so excited, you guys. Um, so for Satine and Obi-Wan, that relationship is purely based on selflessness. Like, there is yep. no selfishness in that episode. Like, not episode, I'm sorry, in that relationship. Because if you look at Padme and Anakin's relationship, a lot of it is just based Garbage. on selfishness <laughs> and passion and selfish needs. Whereas with, like, Satine and Obi-Wan, they've, like, both conquered that realm and let each other go despite knowing that they have feelings for each other and that they love each other. And that blows yeah. my mind. I agree. I 100% agree. It's, it's so beautiful that, like, I ship it because, like, they didn't end up together. I know. Because it's just, does that make, does that make any sense? Yes, like, because they're like such responsible adults. They care so much about each other that they don't want to ruin each other's lives by being with someone that they're not really supposed to be with. And that's also why I was never really like a Anakin Padme fan. Like I know a lot of girls grew up loving them together. And I'm just like, no, because that's not a real relationship because it's just fueled with passion, mostly from one side and I don't know. I just love Obi-Wan and Satine because it's so genuine. But you're right. It's so selfless that that's why they're not actually together. The they also both fully align with their beliefs. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, like that, that's another really, really big thing. A and hearing that, like, it, it makes episode three that much more heartbreaking. Because when, and we've talked about this before in the prequel Defense Force, that like, or maybe that's what it was. I'm just guessing. Um, when when Obi-Wan sees Padme and he says, you know, like Anakin's the father, isn't he? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because he 100% understands what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. You know, the difference being is that Anakin went for it 
and Obi-Wan did not. Yeah. And it's it's the life of discipline is always harder. Here's yeah. the thing. And oh, man. Gosh, here's the other thing too is like Anakin allowed his passions to overcome him and he like 100%. holds on to things. With Obi-Wan and Satine's relationship, they both gave each other up for the greater good. Yep. And right. that is so beautiful and I just think that's why they're just such a great couple is because they understand that like giving selflessly is more important than what they want than having each other exactly and I just oh my gosh and I never I never imagined that Star Wars like could make that kind of story work with giving Obi-Wan a love interest but it just makes his character so much better yeah and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going to tear up. Like, oh, my gosh. Do it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I'm so close to crying right now. I I love I Obi-Wan so much. <laughs> That's why I relate. he's, like, the best. <laughs> he is. He is. Okay. He, uh, oh, man. Don't even talk to me. Like, this is totally cheesy. <laughs> don't even totally talk cheesy. to me. <laughs> but oh, the, core, the core of his character is based on love. Like, Yes, 100%. That is what the core of his character is based on. Like, he trained Anakin because Qui-Gon asked him. Like, yep. Qui-Gon's like, please do this. And Obi-Wan's like, don't want to, but okay. Yeah. He, oh my God, he raised Anakin's son. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. Yep. What well, the yep, heck? Yep, yep, yep. This is why it's so tragic and sad too, because everything in his life he's done selflessly and given up so much. And then everyone that he's cared about and taken care of has died and betrayed him. And... <laughs> He has it's like true. nothing left. It's true. God, it's and that, so sad. that's another thing is like, so, I mean, I got to bring it back, guys. Uh, so when Qui-Gon talks about <laughs> being a Jedi is no, he's, he says it's no easy challenge. And even if you succeed, it's a very difficult life. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan is like a testament to that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you know, oh my like gosh. Putting it forth. <laughs> always, like Obi-Wan is a Jedi. He's one of the greatest Jedi of all time. Brian, I you're my best friend. Obi-Wan. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> Melissa. See you later, Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> she, listen yeah dude she he's so he's so aligned with the cause that like also think about anytime something goes down they're all like noses i think obi-wan should do it yeah and he goes he's okay. like okay all right yeah whatever you say grievous sure <laughs> by myself okay yeah, yeah. sure why not okay. like he's game for all of it and the idea that that's why i have never been a fan of uh obi-wan finding somebody else in the desert when they're like, oh, you know, it could be like a Kenobi daughter or whatever. I'm like, yes, listen, Obi Wan is so, uh, he is the a model of discipline, and like this guy believes 100 percent in his faith, and proves it time and time and time again. So much so that he'd wait 19 years in a desert to make sure Luke doesn't get himself killed, yeah, just because he believes. And uh, man, I love Obi Wan. Brian, I'm, so I'm like, I want sad. to hug you right now. Done. <laughs> Virtual hug. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, oh, all of that. Oh, my gosh. You're the best. Wow. You're the best. That just made me so Stop happy it. to hear it's that. It's true. It and, I mean, the true. fact that he was trained by Qui-Gon. Is no, like I was going to say, if, if anyone <laughs> ever needs, like, a testament to the strength of Obi-Wan's character, they should just watch this episode. Agreed. Because Agreed. Maul has literally taken everything from him everything yep. and he's like you know what i'm gonna taunt you i'm gonna kill the woman you love right in front of Aww. you and then i'm not gonna kill you i'm gonna let you suffer for it because he's trying to yeah. break him 
Yeah. But Obi-Wan doesn't break. Well, Whereas, he's making like, him suffer as much as he had to after he got cut in half. The other thing is, too, is, like, I often think about, like, how would that have played out if that was Anakin and Maul? Like, Ooh. oh, for sure. Anakin would have lost it. And he would Agreed. have broken and immediately gone to the dark side and everything would have gone to crap. And I just think it's, like, such an interesting contrast between the characters of, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan, which contrasts the concept of Star Wars, which is, like, you can either be selfless or you can be selfish. Yep, it's that easy. And I just... You got two oh, options. my gosh. It, he also, in this scene, Obi-Wan says my favorite line in the entire Clone Wars series. <gasps> me, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Me, too. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> so, mind you, like... Satine, Satine's dead. <laughs> like, yes. This, he just lost the love of his life who he's known for his almost entire life thus far. And he says, uh, I have it up here, actually. Look I at know this, it. Mr. Show Notes over what? here. What? <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life. I know. He says, you can kill me, but you will never destroy me. It takes strength to resist the dark side. Only the weak embrace it. And then he talks about how, like, those who like you, you will never be as strong as those who resist it. And I'm just like, this, this is a Jedi. This is a Jedi right here. That's why I love, and we've brought this up way too many times probably, but who cares? Mm -hmm. It's our show. Um, where they mention that a lot of times the Jedi, even when they're doing the right thing, can get a bad rap as being like, that's why the appeal of the gray Jedi is a thing. They're like, I kind of want to be like a hero and a Jedi, but also I kind of want to do some like bad stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's, like, who doesn't want to be a Jedi with Force lightning? It's like, that's not how this works, you know? That's and just not the how that... the Force works. <laughs> that's right. Oh, you're cold? Uh, so it's like <laughs> this thing where it is so much more difficult in real life to do the right thing. It's not that easy. So when people are, like, doing the right thing all the time, I'm like, dude, good for you. Because it's – I bring up Scent of a Woman a lot. Like, everyone needs to watch that movie. And it, it's a perfect – culmination of what a Jedi represents as well, if done correctly, like Obi-Wan, you know, or like Qui-Gon, not when they got all, you know, into their stuff they shouldn't have been. But it, it's cool to see Obi-Wan voice that. He's like, you know, the dark side, even Yoda brings it up in episode five, you know, Luke asks him if the dark side is stronger. And he's like, no, it's quicker, you know, but it's not stronger. And that's, that's right here. Just having the love of his life ripped away from him in his arms. And he's like, no, I'm still not going to give in. Like, the power that that displays is all... That moment there, he's stronger than Darth Maul will ever be, ever. Because he can resist it. And I just love it, man. I think the saddest part of all this... That's why I think this is my this... favorite episode. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the saddest part, too, is that Satine tells Obi-Wan that she's always loved him right before she dies. And that's just like... Ugh, extra okay. knife in the heart. Oh, Do you know what I think of that? Every time she says that line... She's what? literally, what? she doesn't blame him. Aww. Like, nope. that, she's literally confirming. She's like, I have always loved you, and I always will. She holds nothing against him. Even as, like, Maul has used her as the tool to get to him, she's like, I still love you. And I'm just like. I still love you, man, even though I'm dying right now. Even though I'm dying, <sighs> I don't blame you for this. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. And then his face, the way they animated that expression, oh, my gosh. I'm, oh yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> I'm too weak. <laughs> I can't do this. That's so good. And then well, he kisses her hand and I'm gone. Oh, okay, okay. It's so good. Let's move so on. Good. I I cannot talk highly enough about Obi-Wan. I mean yeah. like he is 
my favorite character in all of Star Wars, and I don't honestly think anybody's going to be able to t- top that for me. <laughs> like, yeah, I can relate to this. Yeah, man, well, it's awful too because Maul says that he's not going to kill Obi Wan. He's just going to put him in prison and make him rot in his misery. Let him think about it. Yep. Yeah, you go sit in a corner and think about what you've done. So um, much worse. So it's like Bo-Katan and Obi-Wan and the other Death Watch members that decided to join them. And actually, Obi-Wan realizes that Bo is Satine's sister. Yep. Which is dun, dun, dun. crazy. Um, yep. And then, and then we get literally the best scene I think oh, I this forgot next about this. scene, this next scene actually, so this episode originally aired around the same time that we're in now. I believe it aired in February, you know, years ago. But I remember, I, I rarely post on Facebook, but I saw in my Facebook memories the other day something about this episode and I knew exactly what my post was about. It was very obscure, obscure. And I was just like, Oh my God, that clone wars episode. And it was about this specific scene. (laughs) And so, so at the end of this episode, Palpatine comes back to Mandalore. He travels to Mandalore to face Maul and Savage. And it is so freaking badass because he walks in and it's like the, it's terrifying. like very ominous music. And he chokes the two guards that are guarding the temple. (laughs) He holds them up in the air and strangles them to death with the force, drops them. And then he faces Maul and Maul is like, elated and drops down to his knees saying master you know i've i've been trying to get to you i survived and and palpatine is just like wow i'm surprised you made it blah 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 blah. and then they fight because sidious Uh, is like i don't need you anymore i have a new apprentice and i've got my eyes on Someone who's going to be with me to rule the galaxy. So um, Palpatine kills Savage first. And Savage basically bleeds out all this crazy voodoo magic. <laughs> it's so awesome. And uh, and then they it's Maul and Insidious fighting each other. And finally, Palpatine overcomes Maul. And Maul's like, please, Master, have mercy on me. And Palpatine says, you know, there is no mercy. And he says, but I'm not going to kill you because I have future plans for you. And he just, like, tortures him with force lightning. And that's literally the end of the episode. That's that's it. I'm going to freak out already. Psycho. Like, psycho. I have so many chills. I'm about to explode. Oh, my gosh. (gasps) That scene is so awesome because we don't ever get to see Palpatine fight except for in, you know, episode three when he's fighting... Agent Kolar, who wants a sandwich. Okay, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have something you to did say it. on this. This is funny. You said the word. <laughs> wait, this is funny. This is really, really funny. Do it. Savannah, you've probably seen this interview, but it's literally an interview with Dave Filoni, and he's talking about, like, he's like, we all knew that Savage had to die. And then <laughs> he goes on to make a joke about how Savage put up a better fight than all of the Jedi Council. <laughs> Yes. Okay, that's just offensive, guys. And he's it's like, true. He's like, it's a better job than any of the Jedi Council did, let's be honest. And it's he just says it so casually, it's so funny to me. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's great. I, and we all know how I, much Brian loves Agent Kolar. Oh, 
<laughs> man. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in. Do I have your permission? Yes. <laughs> okay. So oh, oh. I love how you have to ask if you have my permission to go on a rant. Because you know how this goes. <laughs> it, it's not gonna be like, yeah, I thought that fight was cool. It's like we're going in. All right, let's do it. Uh, so I agree. This this whole scene has me like jumping in my seat because I was like, oh oh, it's happening. <laughs> Because okay, I okay, so I'll start with the one thing I'm not too crazy about. I don't like the Palpatine has two lightsabers. I like die. I get the point because he's fighting two people at once and whatnot. Like Obi Wan needed it. It just looks better. But I don't know the fact that he doesn't have two in the movie, but he has two all the time in the series. I'm like, eh. but it minor thing. It's cool. It looks amazing. Just strange that he would have two. Whatever. And it, beside the point. <laughs> so this, I love love. That I'm I'm I think this might be my favorite episode of the Clone Wars. Because the, so you have Maul on the throne, right? And the best part is right before Palpatine comes in, because Maul's like, "Hey, you know, this went pretty." Oh God! (laughs) 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 He has that moment, and then you see them getting lifted up before Palpatine walks in the room, which is Mm -hmm. terrifying. It's not even like I mean, he does like Gamorrean guard choke the two people on the platform as soon as he lands. (laughs) He, the second he sees that Maul is like getting power. He's literally, from Coruscant, is like, I'll be right back. Yeah. And you're like, oh, snap, what's happening? <laughs> Chokes these guys, gets on the speeder, goes right to Maul. Maul's like, oh, God. And then he gets over and he's like, hey, man, I was, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I did this for you, man. And Palpatine literally is like, oh, unfortunate you're lying to me because now you're a rival. And you're like, oh, snap. Yeah. Wow, that actually, for this. that sounded like him. Like you went the rival, and it sounded yeah, exactly. like him. A rival. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And the fight is amazing because he's, like, bouncing around these guys. Like, he literally is, like, at one point, he turns his lightsabers off, and it's just, like, swaying back and forth while fighting Savage, and you're like, oh, what? And, uh, dude, I love this fight, and he, you know, is having a good time, which is terrifying because they're, like, fighting for their lives, and Palpatine's like, hey. This is not bad. I'm having a good. I haven't had a workout like this in a while. <laughs> and then he kills, he kills Savage in a double blade behind him stab thing. You're like, oh, he didn't even look at him to do it. Ooh, mm. the disrespect. <laughs> and then, and uh, the the. <laughs> I mean, this is the last time that we see them, so it's a very interesting way to. This is one of the biggest tragedies of the Clone Wars being canceled yeah. because clearly yeah. there was going to be some stuff. Yep. To just leave him there, but may- you know, maybe like, that's something we're gonna get because we're getting I twelve hope. episodes in that new season or whatever they're gonna call it. I don't even know if they're gonna call it a season, but mm-hmm. you know, we're getting Siege of Mandalore, but then we don't really know what they're gonna touch on after that because with those unfinished episodes that we've seen before, like Bad Batch and stuff, why would they make those when we've kind of already seen the story? I'm hoping they'll give us something we don't know about. AKA That's my hope as Mom well. Palpatine. Like, how great right? would that be if they took the opportunity to kind of get into the birth of Crimson Dawn a little bit now that we know that that's a thing? Oh my nuts. gosh. There like, think so about it much. this way. He so Palpatine has Maul, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'm not gonna kill you because I have plans for you. Yeah. What if Crimson Dawn is actually Palpatine's idea? Oh man. That's you know, Palpatine what if he's puppeting like, from all the way up there? So great. I mean, I wouldn't uh, put it is, past him. I, right? I mean, think about it. He'll have control of the Empire and then also control of the Underworld. Like, dude, that's that's what he's all about. 
I love this idea, and I I need this to happen. (laughs) I just feel like it's one of the biggest cliffhangers of the Clone Wars. It's like, okay, you have Darth Maul here still, and Palpatine's like, I'm going to use you, and then you just don't get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, wait, how are we supposed to resolve this? Ah, I really hope they address it. That'd be so great. It just... Is the voice actor for the the Emperor in this one, well, I guess it's just Palpatine at this time, is it Tim Curry yes. or is it the other? Uh, they okay. switched so this between both of them. So Because the guy died, right? Ian Abercrombie yeah. passed away a year before this episode was made. So Man. Tim Curry did the voice for a little while. And then Tim Curry actually passed away and Sam Witwer filled in. So I think Tim Curry's still alive. No. He had a stroke. But I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let's check. To the Google. He's <laughs> alive. He's alive. Really? Oh. Yet. Yeah. Well, maybe he's not doing. He's not doing so well. Maybe buddy. they had to. I swear, Sam did the voice for a little bit, but I. He did. Maybe he it was did the voice for the Emperor Tim and Rebels. Tim was not well. I thought he passed away. Nope. He's still kicking. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just Tim. can't believe that's Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe that's Tim Curry. Yeah. I mean, like but Tim it Curry, sounds like him, so I don't know. Sounds like the Emperor, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not a fan of this Emperor? Mm. God, I keep calling him the Emperor. Palpatine. What, what Tim I call Curry's Emperor? emperor? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Th- see, um, hot, you did too. I, yeah. It's okay. Really? It, you guys yeah. don't like it? It's not. <sighs> not my favorite. I just think of Muppet <laughs> really? Treasure Island when I hear that voice. Oh, well, I mean, so, fair enough. I, I'm not, I'm going to agree with Savannah. I'm not crazy about it. Then again, wow. I don't, I don't think it's bad. Like, yeah, I don't, it's not bad. It's, it's not just, bad. It's just doesn't just, feel like the bad. essence of the character. I just think of him when I hear that voice. Whereas when I hear Ian Abercrombie, I just, I just hear Palpatine. But when I hear Tim Curry's voice as Palpatine, I see his face. Like, I see Tim Curry's face. Oh, that is interesting. Because I I know Tim Curry from so many other movies, whereas Ian Abercrombie, I only know him from The Clone Wars. So... Oh, that's okay, fair. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So you don't have competing. That's a yeah. that's another good thing about Star Wars, like when they find lesser known actors. Yeah. Because you're not like, oh, that's that guy from that thing. Like I see him from the thing. Yeah. You're like, no, you know him like from Star now, Wars. Like now, because I, um, the guy who plays Bail Organa, um, what's his name? Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Schmitz. He was in um, a few other shows that I've watched recently, but prior to him being in Star Wars, I had no idea who he was. And now when I see him in other shows, I'm like, it's Bail Organa. Like it's. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. He's happens. amazing in Sons of Anarchy, man. I um, he's in Dexter, and that's what I was watching him in. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so. Yeah, I like I like this episode. I like the I like Palpatine. I like all of it. That arc I, I, is just it's the best. killer. I think it's it's my favorite it's arc like, in Clone Wars. It's literally the highlight of the Clone Wars. It's like there's so much that happened. That's, that's the other the thing. What they pack thing. into an episode. Yeah, it, and man. I think I was wrong. I think that's actually only three um, episodes. For some reason, I thought it was a four part arc, but it's only three parts. And that's what's so nuts is that they they not only pair up Maul with Death Watch, but then they kill Vizsla. They kill Satine. Like Bo-Katan you learn more about her and they just do so much in such a short amount of time. It's crazy. Agreed. You see all the crime syndicates. You see them all get captured and get out mm-hmm. and take over Mandalore. Mm-hmm. It's just, I oh, hate man. it too. When people call like 
the Clone Wars just a cartoon? Because I'm like, no, it means so much <laughs> no. more than that. Don't label it with that petty word. Like, so ugh. I, I actually like jumping off of what you just said, Savannah. So like three years ago, roughly, I felt really strongly like. Okay, because I get really angry when people say that animation is just for kids, and that like really grinds my gears. So I was trying to get, I was trying to get my dad into the Clone Wars. Like I was like, I know he would be able to appreciate this. I just know he would. And so I showed him a bunch of these arcs, and like sometimes he'll respond, and sometimes he won't. But I showed him the Darth Maul arc, and he was really impressed with that. Like. You know, when Pre Vizsla gets his head chopped off and then they, like, stab Satine through, he was like, this is a kid show? And I was like... Yeah. That's what I no. said. So when we went... I actually... I was very lucky to go see Solo with my family. And, you know, Darth Maul shows... Spoiler! Darth Maul shows up in the end of the movie. What? And my dad looks over at me. He was sitting next to me and he goes, well, this isn't shocking. We saw him in the Clone Wars. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> But that, like, coming from my dad was so, like, exciting That's such a funny me. reaction. He, he yeah. goes, this isn't wow. shocking. He was in the Clone Wars. Like, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, Whoa. like, Darth Maul's life. Because people who have skipped out on the Clone Wars, they don't have that information. Right. You know? And true. so when they go in, they're like, oh, my gosh, Darth Maul's alive. And my dad was like, this isn't shocking. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is not new. so funny. Even and people that just, have seen Clone Wars were so like, proud. it's Darth Maul. Yeah. I was so proud. It was, like, one of my proudest moments. And I was like, I showed you that show. That's so, so awesome. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> anyway. Such yeah. A, that's good. Such a powerful and sad arc. I know. Let's I know. move on to another sad arc. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> let's get this. even better. Uh, so the next one is what I call the Ahsoka arc. It is a four-part um, story that starts with an episode called Sabotage. And this is the final chapter of the Clone Wars. And pretty yep. much because the next season is the Lost Missions and they're kind of disconnected episodes. But this is kind of the final bookend on the Clone Wars, um, in my opinion, from the overall story, if yep. that makes sense. Because the next season is just kind of random stories that are still very important, but this is really kind of the final chapter, and it is a sad chapter. So yep. let's do it. So here we go. In the first episode, Anakin and Ahsoka are um they're on this they're in a battle on I think it's Kato Namoidia, and they end up getting a call from the Jedi Council saying, "Hey, you need to come back because um there was a bombing at the Jedi Temple. So Anakin and Soka were kind of put in charge of investigating this bombing since they weren't there because anybody could be a potential suspect. Um, and so they end up talking to different people who survived the blast and they talk to a man named Jakar. And they end up finding his wife who was like outside of the Jedi Temple and they end up discovering that there was something on Jakar's hands, which were these little nano droids, and they believe that he was the bomb. Um, so they're trying to find out from Letta what the deal was with her husband, how he was involved, and she agrees to talk to them, and then she, ta she like, just runs off. She just makes a run for it. And they're just like, hmm, this is suspicious. We must go after her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they're, like, chasing after her, 
And uh, this episode is kind of basic in what goes on. So they're trying to find out how she was involved, if she had anything to do with it. Um, And during this, Anakin and Ahsoka are having conversations with each other about what what it would mean for a Jedi to be responsible for this bombing. And they were pretty confident that Leta was the person in charge and she was not a Jedi. So that made them feel a little better about it. Um, And they were basically ruling out the Jedi at this point. And Ahsoka was like, oh, I don't know how I would feel if it was a Jedi who did this. And you're just like, hmm. Really? Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Really? So, yeah, there's like a ton of foreshadowing in this episode. And I remember when the first time I watched it, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Um, But when you go back and watch it after the final arc, you're just like, oh, my God, all the clues are there. Like, everything is there. (laughs) (laughs) The writing was Um, on the wall. Yeah, literally. So we're going to jump into the next episode because that was kind of the first one. So Set up. Yep, setting it up. So... Um, I just have to make a quick note. Uh, in the beginning of the next one called The Jedi Who Knew Too Much, they're having a little um, memorial burial ceremony for the Jedi who were killed in the explosion. And yep. Master Yoda asks for a moment of silence. And two and a half seconds after he asked for the moment of silence, Ahsoka starts talking to Barris, And I'm just like, girl... <laughs> He told you to be Come quiet. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I was yeah. like, why are you talking? It's a funeral. Yeah. And oh, so um, Barris had obviously been very upset and she knew the Jedi who had passed. And Ahsoka was just kind of asking her, like, you know, how did you know these people? And just trying to comfort her. And then later on, um, Ahsoka and Anakin and Barris are going back to their duties. Anakin goes off with Tarkin and... Ahsoka joins Barris to, you know, just try to, like, calm her down and comfort her and talk to her. Um, and while Ahsoka is with Barris, she gets a, she gets a call from Anakin saying, like, hey, come back. Um, there's something that, that you need to see. Um, and they end up going to find where Leta was uh, kind of, like, not in prison, but she was being held in a cell yep. uh, for questioning. So Ahsoka goes in to question Letta and find out what she knows. And they shut the door behind her. So it's literally just Ahsoka and Letta in this room. And Letta starts being force choked, but not by Ahsoka. It's just by some random energy, apparently. Like, Ahsoka has no idea what's going on. But there is footage being taped in the cell. And everyone thinks that Ahsoka was force choking her. Because that is what it looks like. It does look like that. And Tarkin was kind of involved in this, and he's confronting her and shows her the video recording, but has no audio to it. There's no audio of Ahsoka being freaked out by what's going on. It's just, you just see what's happening, um, which is really unfortunate. So yeah. they end up um, keeping Ahsoka in a cell because they're just like, all right, well, she's involved now, and she's dangerous. So they lock her up, and she ends up escaping <laughs> And she comes upon these clone troopers who are wounded on the ground. And she ends up taking her lightsaber and her comm link from them and takes off. But Commander Fox sees her and starts like, uh, he like turned on the alarms. And uh, it, it, it appears that maybe Ahsoka had 
done something to these clones that were on the ground. It's bad. Yeah. So um, she's she's being framed. But to everyone else, they have no idea what's going on. Yep. So she runs. She leaves. She, like, takes yep. off. Yep. And the clones come after her in a gunship as she's escaping. And they're trying to stun her. Um, but they they don't catch her because she runs into this piping system, drainage system. And Anakin actually approaches her. And he's like, you got to come back. You know, you just have to explain yourself and, and they'll understand. He's like, I won't let anything bad happen to you. And she's like, it, it looks like I did it. I can't come back because they think I did it. And it's very fugitive-esque. Like, it's just yes. very, very, very uh, omniscient of the movie The Fugitive, which I love. And uh, So Ahsoka ends up jumping off this platform down into the depths of Coruscant, and that's kind of the end of that episode. So she's being, <sighs> she's being framed. So I, I actually have, like, trivia that's kind of cool Ooh. on these last few oh, episodes. You're such sweet. a great guest, Melissa. <laughs> this <laughs> is the best. This. I am worried. So <laughs> You're out, um, Brian. These last yeah. four episodes of The mm-hmm. Clone Wars are actually based on uh, titles of Alfred Hitchcock films. Ooh. Oh, so that makes sense. sense. You know, it goes yep. sabotage the Jedi who knew too much to catch a Jedi and the wrong Jedi. Um, they're actually based on the movies by Alfred Hitchcock, Sabotage, The Man Who Knew Too Much, To Catch a Thief, and The Wrong Man. Yep. And wow. I actually didn't notice that until, like, wow, That's like, recently, cool. like, two, three months ago. Something like that. Because I, I was rewatching, I was like, now. I have heard these titles somewhere. So I just, yeah. like, looked yeah. it up. And then there's a lot of behind-the-scenes featurettes. I think there was one... I can't remember if it was Dave Filoni or not, but somebody said that the scene where Ahsoka and Anakin are walking through the apartment, they took a lot of inspiration from, like, the tension um, that Alfred Hitchcock tried to create in, like, those moments of build-up. Like, they took a lot of inspiration from that. And that's just, like, I don't know. Like, I can really appreciate that. You know, like, just taking from, like, the masters and then, like, applying that in unique ways. It's just so cool. And and they do that throughout the... The Clone Wars, which is why the Clone Wars is so good. Because exactly. Because it is such historic and iconic cinema. Yeah. It's true. That's why they say steal from the best. Yeah. It's true. You know, learn But they don't the directly copy it, which is great. They take oh, themes yeah. and make it their own, which is awesome. Exactly. And there's a couple things, I think, in the Clone Wars that are just, like, straight up, yeah, we did this. But most of the time, it's, like, just drawn inspiration. I just I really like. appreciate that, too. Yeah. Me, too. It's just, like... Wow, kudos, guys. <laughs> like, Melissa, yep. were you a Clone Wars fan when the show originally aired? I did not know about it, actually. Oh, okay. okay. So you were similar yes. to Brian. I, yes. Well, maybe. I, if I, I'll, I'll explain <laughs> There ain't it. nobody like me except me. It's, it's true. <laughs> um, I actually, I, when I was growing up, um, and typically, like, when the show, like, was first coming out, uh, I, we didn't have cable. And uh, so we only had, like, oh, gosh, like Two nine channels. Chan- yeah, it was, like, <laughs> nine or less channels. We had nothing. Uh, we moved in, like, 2007, 2008, and then we got, like, Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, everything. But I didn't honestly get into the Clone Wars until, like, end of season four, early season five. 
because one of the first things that I saw from the show was the episode revival with the fight scene with Obi-Wan and Maul and Savage. And that like completely blew my mind. And I was like, okay, what is this? (laughs) Like, I need to check this out. But yeah, I kind of got into it late in the game. But I also wasn't aware it was going on. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't know this was a thing. So did you watch like season five and then go back once it was on Netflix and watch everything? Or how did that go for you? Um, I saw all of season five before I saw the rest of the show. Oh, wow. So you knew that she wow. left. Oh, spoiler well, alert. You knew how her how <laughs> Ahsoka's story is? ended. And then you found out kind of who she was. Yes, because wow. I I remember wow. waking up on Saturday mornings and then going downstairs and then like watching the episodes. I still remember my reaction to her leaving. I was okay, like, so what, what was that reaction? Because now I'm like, I was shocked. Oh. I was like, like I kind of figured that like something had to happen to her because obviously like she's not in the movies and that story is not like, like they it's not even referenced. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching it and being like, wait a minute, how did she get to this point? And then my interest was piqued, oh. and then I went back and I watched everything. Wow, that may that may be the most Star Wars way to watch Clone Wars. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the original trilogy and then the prequels leading up to it. You Pretty did that much. with Clone Wars. I yeah. was just like, I uh. just like, I was immersed in season five. I was like, okay, I can't stop. And then I finished season five, and then I heard it was canceled, and then I got mad, and then I went back and I watched. Same. <laughs> so you started with the end. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it. It was it was fun. I had a lot of fun with that. I. Uh, you know, like going back, and I think, I think it's almost better it happened that way, because mm-hmm. I was able to see what the show was capable of, and then right. I was like, okay, sure. now I really want to go back and I want to watch this and I want to see this evolve. And then oh, I'm sense. back here suffering through seasons one and two. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I I, wa- I I I gotta be honest, I saw season one once. Yeah. And then I was like, Fair. yeah, I can't. We're not. And, that, and it's like <laughs> something we talk about so much. Season one is not bad. But no, when it's you not. Watch, when you've seen the rest of the show, it, it does not compare. Like, it's just, it's it's a regular it's TV show, but the rest of the series is just like, oh, man, we are on a whole nother level. Like, it's totally different. It's true. It, it just it's like we've quality. got stinky or we've got decapitations. Yes. We, we, Multiple we also, decapitations. We, we also have <laughs> words like schnookums. Oh, yeah. Uh, pookums. Yeah. I think it's pookums. Or pookums. I don't care what it is. I don't like it. What's a droid? She lost the last one. No thanks. Oh, man. Yeah. Ugh. God. Okay. It's it's been fun, but we're in the good times. Yeah. Well, that's relative. And it's about to to end. (laughs) Yeah. So the third episode is called To Catch a Jedi. And now the Jedi Council is having like an emergency meeting about Ahsoka, how to find her, and what to do. So they end up sending Anakin and Plo Koon after her since those are the two people that um, know her best. That would, yeah, she would trust. But Mace Windu is like, oh, no, Anakin shouldn't go because he's too attached. And Obi-Wan's like, no, he needs to go. You stupid (laughs) man. Fair. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Mace Windu is just kind of too uptight for me. Savannah's like quoting word for word right now, guys. Like, this is... No, you're stupid. This is gospel. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, Anakin already let her go once. Yeah. So he didn't. Maybe. He didn't let her go. I mean, he didn't let her go. What is he gonna do? Jump on her and hold her down? That's weird. Or you know, use the force. No. And when she tries to jump, just bring her up. No, because like she, she has to trust Stila. him. 
Yes. No, I understand. But I'm just saying, from Ma- to play devil's advocate with don't, Mace Windu. Don't even. Okay, he Mace Windu is, is like, just a little pretentious, and he assumes the worst. He just thinks he's the best, and he's not. So he, he's well, he's he's seen some stuff, and because of that, he has trust issues. Okay. Well, think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Ahsoka ends up going to like the underworld of Coruscant. She steals a. Uh, she didn't steal a hoodie. She like. Oh, gave credits to a guy who had a cloak and she uses it to disguise herself. And Which was on sale, making she, it a steal. <laughs> she ends up contacting yeah. Barris. Um, oh, that's smart. Which mm. is interesting. Mm, mm, mm. So she ends up hopping on a train. She gets uh, noticed by people because her face is plastered all around the planet. Like, hey, we need to find this girl. Um, and mm-hmm. she gets away. And now she meets up with Asajj Ventress, who's trying to attack her. And then they make a deal. Yeah. Which is psycho, because these people were mortal enemies at the beginning of the show. That's true. They make a deal. And if Ventress can prove that Ahsoka is innocent, then um, Ahsoka will basically wipe Ventress's slate of crimes and offenses against the Jedi clean. Uh, which, which is a good deal. Does she have that power? Really? Mm. I feel like maybe not. I don't know if she has that power, but I do feel like Ventress at this point is so different from who she was when she committed all these crimes and offenses that... Eh, Agreed. You know, you never know. Well, it, she's also yeah. like in control of her own life now. You know? Right. And like, prior right. to that, she really wasn't. <laughs> And she's not aligned with Dooku anymore. So she's a different person. I agree. Yeah. It's just an interesting thing that Ahsoka brings to the table. Yeah. I just think, I I always kind of looked at that decision and like raised an eyebrow. I was like, Ahsoka, you're so much smarter than this. Like, like I don't, I I guess like thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, what's going to happen if you align yourself with somebody who has been associated with the dark side? Like, how is that actually going to look? It's true. Someone who's personally killed a bunch of clones exactly. and tried to kill Jedi. It's a bad look. And I'm just like, honey, are you thinking this through? <laughs> like, But at this Definitely point, not. she had no other options. I, that is true. What is she going to do? I guess, I guess it's a, as I look it's at it, I'm tough. like, it's, it's the consequences thing. I'm just like, okay, you're probably desperate. I understand that. But are you thinking about how this is going to look to everybody else? <laughs> like... Right. And I get that. I think she just had no other options. Like she, I feel like she literally had nothing else to do. And she was probably just so scatterbrained that she just picked up the first thing that came in front of her and was like, all right, let's go with this because this is all I've got. It's true. She's scared. Yeah. And that is informing her decisions. She's also like, what, 17, 16? Yeah. Exactly. A lot of pressure on a kid. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough situation, this entire thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's like they have what could be considered evidence. You know what I mean? Like video evidence of her force choking somebody else. Clones being cut down by lightsabers. She's running. Like, Barris did a really good job framing her. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. And, uh, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, to the, welcome back to the spoiler cast. Yeah. Uh, where we spoil things five minutes into the future. Um, it's uh, It's tough because she would have to trust the system. And it's not necessarily working for her mm-hmm. right now. Yep. But it's like, I don't know. When I, this this whole arc gets me kind of like, uh, I don't know where to land here because I put myself in her position, and 
Yeah, if you're pretty much guaranteed to get blamed for it, then you should definitely run because you're going to get blamed for it otherwise. But then from the other side, the people who are investigating it, specifically the Jedi, it's like, it seems like a lot of them are giving her the benefit of the, the, the benefit of the doubt, but there's like video evidence where you're like, oh, this is really hard to refute. You know, with the exception of Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Tarkin's just like, I'm here to be Tarkin the hammer is of so the law. Pretentious <laughs> and high he's and mighty. The worst. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this he, he's like looking for a way to get this traitor of the Republic killed. Yeah. You know, but it's it's. Nobody wins in this situation. I think it also kind of, like, plays on, like, the politics, like, hardcore of, like, what's going on in the middle of this war. They're like, ah, you know, you're a part of our order, but at the same time, we can't really trust you, you know? It's true. And and with people like Pong Krell. Yeah. That have, like, there have been Jedi in this war that have gone to the dark side. And that was so recent, too. Yeah. So that's the other thing, like, to to look at it from that side of the, the coin. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. It's not so much like the Jedi were absolutely wrong to to pass judgment so quickly, but it makes their decision makes sense given the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like a guy who was a Jedi master just recently had half the clones kill each other and went to the dark side. Yeah. So why wouldn't this Padawan who's seen her share her fair share of stuff with evidence that she is doing this? Why wouldn't they? believe that she would do it right you know well and I, then anakin uh, sees them together which is exactly yeah, exactly like, what <laughs> and it's yeah. like I, was that asajj ventress yeah. like you know it's it looks bad it looks really really bad also i just want to say uh so after after anakin sees them ahsoka and ventress run off and they encounter um a group of clones it's like commander wolf and a bunch of shock troopers and yep. the clones get their absolute butts kicked and yeah. this is where my love of commander wolf dies <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah I was, yeah whoa that got dark explain yeah <laughs> i just uh he literally does nothing to fight back in in this <laughs> this fight he's, like he's he's just like he's ah, and just gets smashed and i'm like dude you didn't even try so yeah yeah i can respect that mm-hmm. And yet another clone that comes up later. Yes, you're right. You're right. Although I have to admit, like, the one of my favorite parts about that entire fight scene is when the clone picks up Asajj Ventress and she, like, screeches. Oh, and yeah, like, and she's, like, fights her way down. It's so yeah. great. I love yeah. that. It's so good. I forgot about that. That's actually pretty funny. I really yeah, like so that. they like kick all these clones and they're knocked down and then they leave and they are parting ways. Um, after they made it to this warehouse. And so they they part ways on good terms. And then all of a sudden, Ahsoka gets ambushed by someone in this helmet that Ventress had been wearing. And she has two red lightsabers. And she's like, what the heck, girl? I thought we were buds. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty bad. So then sucks. before Ahsoka gets like to explain herself... Um, she gets knocked out by Commander Wolf, who shoots her with a stun blast, which is all he does. Um, <laughs> and then Anakin and Plo Koon show up, and they, you know, they see what's been going on, but Anakin is still, like, he's trying not to judge too quickly. So they go back to the Jedi Temple, and that's where we have the final episode. 
Oh boy. I'm not ready for this. Okay, but it's it's a rough one. It's so good though. <laughs> it is. It's so it, good. And the music in this one is ridiculous. Oh, I'm playing the final song as our final song. <laughs> yeah, let's go out of here on a sad oh, note. Oh good. <laughs> so they bring Ahsoka back to the Jedi Council. And yep. they decide to have a trial. Yep. And the Jedi Council decides to remove her status as a Padawan. And they take her little Padawan beads. They take they take them. Yeah. They snatch them. That's, um, uh, and Ahsoka is talking to Anakin. And he's like, oh, they're going to put you on trial. But Padme is going to represent you. So we're good. We're good. Because Padme is a genius. And she's somehow and, a lawyer now. And everything's <laughs> going to be great. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's uh, uh, reason 500 why, you know, the Jedi should not have gotten involved in mm-hmm. Republic military matters. Because that's the other thing, is because clones were killed, it becomes a military matter. Mm-hmm. Not something the Jedi can handle internally. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's not good. Yeah. God, that's not good. You know what? It's a tough position to be in. You know what breaks my heart is what? going back to watching videos again because I've watched all these. <laughs> um, or maybe it was an IGN interview. It was probably an IGN interview, but uh, I was reading this uh, another interview with Dave, and he said that definitely the people that sided with her on the council were Obi Wan, Yoda, and Plo Koon. Like, they were ha! all on her side. Oh, okay. I knew Yoda was. And he, if you notice... such a bad rap. I, well, like, I, I You notice Mace Windu's not on that list. I well. needed confirmation on that so bad. <laughs> like, I, I remember looking it up and just being like, please tell me that they were on her side. Like, I just, like, yeah. I wanted to know, like, who was for and who was against her. And Dave Filoni was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Obi-Wan, Plo Koon, Yoda were on her side. And then, if you notice in the episode... There are, I'm pretty sure, there's like a shot on all three of them as yeah. she's being on trial. Yeah. And they just have like these these faces sad. of remorse. Yeah, and it's just sad. so painful. Mm. I'm like, but you did, ugh. God, why did you hold back? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's, uh, well, the- th- that's another thing this arc talks about is like optics. You know, the way things look. Because that's another reason, like wh- probably why they stripped her title of Padawan. Because you don't want a Jedi to be on trial for these things mm-hmm. because then people will equate that to the entire Jedi order. And then it's like, who cares that they showed up and they're actually bad people. It's like, Oh, Oh, a Jedi has come to our planet to try and save us. Well, I know a Jedi that just killed a bunch of people last weekend on the news. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we gotta, it just sucks. Well, it sucks really bad. Anakin ends up trying to do his own investigation based on the things yep. that Ahsoka has told him because he trusts her and wants to help her. And while Ahsoka's trial begins, Tarkin says that she should face the death penalty, which is like... the worst. I was thinking about this, too. When you fast forward in time and think about the way Vader and Tarkin are aligned, you know, once Anakin turns to the dark side, it's almost like he aligns with Tarkin to even... To, to let go of his past even more because Tarkin clearly did not like Ahsoka. Like, I can see that. It, yeah. I don't know. It sucks. And, I mean, 
but that's the other thing is like you know if Paul and Carell had been tried we would want the death penalty for him oh yeah <laughs> and to hey, as far as their okay well me and Melissa do <laughs> and, and, so many people oh my so god so many people I like get so and, mad watching that arc anyway go ahead <laughs> same same and this I mean as far as it looks at this moment of trial like she looks very guilty and she looks like a traitor who's been killing her own people. Like, if if it wasn't Ahsoka that was on trial, right? So everything is exactly the same except switch out Ahsoka for Barris. How would we feel? Like, do we feel this strongly about it because we know the person on trial and we have an emotional connection? Or is it the idea of the trial and what they're on trial for that we're having problems with? I think it's the person. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. And that, So it's interesting to have that sort of context if you can take yourself out of the character that we're invested into and look at the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it it has sort of a different light, I yeah. feel. Well, Barris is a little stinker. <laughs> I know, it's our fault! Barris yeah, is the so, worst, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks, too, because I really liked her in the beginning of the Clone Wars. Like, you know, she and Ahsoka were buds, and I She was know. like the model Padawan. And she's like, yeah. ah, the perfect tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing is like... How, well, I wonder how Luminar Unduli feels about it. Oh all my this gosh. Time. And how long Can had Barris been planning this? I know. Had to have been a while. Yeah. Because this went over without a hitch until the end. Yeah. And she's like, I'm trying to prove a point. And I was like, I, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. You could have done it a different way, man. That's kind like, of extreme. Dude. <laughs> I, I just, I, God, that's got to, just thinking about like the character of Luminara too, because she's like, she talks about Barris with like pride. Like there is like so mm-hmm. much. Yep pride in that relationship she's like my padawan has memorized uh you know these tunnels and these passages and my padawan has done this and it's kind of like i don't know like there's a lot of pride there so i can only imagine i would love to see like how that affected her uh it's like a parent when your kid turns out to be a serial killer like (laughs) yeah psycho (laughs) i I would like to bring this moment up to say that Qui-Gon Jinn had an apprentice and went to the dark side, and he did not take it well. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Anakin goes to, like, talk to Ventress and figure out what's going on. Then he talks to Barris, and his encounter with Barris does not go very well. Um, nope. And they end up, I think they end up fighting. Uh, and then Barris gets arrested. So... Palpatine is about to like convict Ahsoka of all these crimes and Anakin bursts in with Barris who ends up confessing and you know they they drop all the charges and allegations against Ahsoka and then they do this crazy thing and Mace Windu says oh lol this was your biggest trial god I hate that welcome back I freaking hate Mace Windu I hate hate him what a he, okay. BS Here. answer. This was your biggest <laughs> you know, trial. You know what I love? Why I didn't love... you just say, my bad girl, I'm so sorry this happened to you, welcome back. Wow. I love the facial expression Ahsoka makes too. She's it's like, like so having none of it. Yeah. It's so good. It's, okay, for, okay, from the apologist side of me, uh, <laughs> while definitely insensitive, um, this could be seen as not just like a cop out to be like, oh, you know, this was a trial, and more so like th- what you just went through is more difficult than the traditional Jedi trials that everyone else has been yeah, through. But you so don't we're say going that to give right you right after it happened. You say that that's why I mean it's insensitive. Saying, 
hey, remember all that stuff you went through? That was a really big trial. That's probably your biggest trial ever. You don't say that when you're inviting her back. I to agree. The I feel order. like this is the difference no, between I men totally and women. agree with that. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. The timing is off. Sensitivity? Is that what you're talking about, Melissa? <laughs> yes, it's just like uh, the okay. sensitivity is hey. like, be more sensitive. Well, <laughs> it's, well, I mean, I'm saying that, yes, the timing is wrong, but I don't necessarily disagree with what he said, just more the way and time that he said it. And now it's quiet. I'm just thinking about how dumb it is that you hate Agent Kolar because he didn't even put up a fight, but you'll defend Mace Windu even though he's okay. a jerk. Hold on. <laughs> Mace Windu, in context, with all the EU stuff and everything, like he's got a lot going on. Agent Kolar was at the moment where he's like 10 years, this guy's been in your face, you find out he's the Dark Lord of the Sith, and then you're not even going to pay attention. He was hungry. I get I hope he's still hungry in hell. Wow. Whoa. Uh, whoa. Sorry. Get worked up. Whoa, you did whoa, this to me. Whoa. Now I'm all flustered. <sighs> See, we just what? got Brian. Like, wow. Really that, that just. Wow. Wow. <sighs> you know what? <laughs> Man. <sighs> let's get back to the you story. Do this. <sighs> Brian has <sighs> a dark side. Uh, <sighs> uh, so, Mace Windu. So. You know, bad timing. Be more sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> They invite her uh, back into I'm the order. I'm all red now. And Anakin's like, oh, Ahsoka, they want you back. They want you back. And she ends up taking her her Padawan bead and mm. puts it in his hand and closes his hand. And she walks off. She's like, I have to figure this out myself. And it goes really sad because they don't go with the typical ending theme song. They go with a beautiful song that Kevin Kiner produced in Prague, and they just fade out to black as she leaves the steps of the Jedi Temple. This is so sad. My ears are still burning. Look what you Brian did. isn't coming down off of his anger first. <laughs> Man, you just had to bring him up. <laughs> No, this, this, is the this scene bums me this out. This is the worst. It's, I know. I don't even know how to be right now. You want to hear something crazy? Do you want to hear Heartless Savannah? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, please. it's my favorite. I want to hear this. All right. So, <laughs> when when this first aired, um, I was at a friend's house, and my friend and her little sister were both really big Ahsoka fans. I was not uh-huh. an Ahsoka fan. I did not become a really big Ahsoka fan until Rebels. Um, and I remember, (laughs) I remember this episode happened and we watched it and my two friends were sobbing hysterically, especially her sister because her little sister was like eight years old and Ahsoka was her hero and I'm just in the back laughing so hard (laughs) because I just thought they were so hysterical. I just thought it was so funny. Um, oh my god, that's way worse than what I said. That was probably like one of the most heartless <laughs> moments of my entire life. But I had like no attach I had no attachment to this character when this happened. Um I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I know. I mean I had just gotten into the show, so <laughs> <laughs> she well it I mean, for those prequel Defense Force listeners knows uh this <laughs> when Dooku lost his head, <laughs> highlight for uh for for Savannah. She's 
I great. reenacted that scene for five years of my life. <laughs> she did. She did. And like laughed afterwards. Like her ra- her notification tone on her phone when she gets a text is the bouncing sound of Dooku's head. You know, quick little, Wait, like, is this like, real? No. I was like, I'm going to cry if that's real. Yep. It is. It is. You just hear, oh, got a text. Yep. It's Brian it's telling me to grow guys. a heart. Yeah, <laughs> I have a heart now. Is... No, 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 no. I just, I she just found back it. Then. I honestly can't blame you because, like, I feel like Ahsoka's impact got stronger as Rebels was premiering. Like, I oh, really yeah. do. Like, for I feel me, like for sure. I feel like people liked her, but I feel like people just came to appreciate her so much more once she came back in Rebels. Yeah, I agree. Because with that. for her to get to the point that she got to by the time season five came around was. It was a long journey for her. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that was really long to get to that point. And then, so I think by the time, like, Rebels was in, like, the play, and then she comes down, like, spoiler alert, she comes down, like, those the the ladder, and she's like, my name is Ahsoka Tano. It's like, oh, my God, you didn't die. Like, yeah, she, you know, she, like, she survived. Like, she thrived. She's okay. She's got all her limbs. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so I guess, like, I, I right. guess I can't blame you at the time. I just think it's funny that you laughed. <laughs> Yeah, that's because she's awful. <laughs> that that I I felt the same way in the sense that like w- throughout Clone Wars I liked Ahsoka, but I wasn't like eh, Ahsoka. I was like, oh, cool, yeah, she's she's cool, she's yeah. cool. And this episode was really sad, but I agree. When Ahsoka showed up in Rebels, it was like the implication of her showing up was like, oh wow, she's still around. And you just think about like what she had to have gone through to get to this point, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like this padawan anymore you know it was like oh man so this is this is who she is now she's not growing and learning and becoming someone like this is who she became yeah and it's bonkers it's so much more powerful that they brought her back in rebels i agree i agree <sighs> and brought her back to fight darth vader is even crazier oh man, <laughs> oh, man. when and we she- do our rebels show we'll have to have you back on melissa because i would love that yeah that would be so awesome Many thoughts. Sweet. So many so thoughts. Many thoughts. So many thoughts. <laughs> I mean, you just listen to me like uh. cry my heart out over Obi Wan. So <laughs> it's better than it's better than me crying over Qui Gon. You know, people are tired of that. I have in my in my notes. I wrote down Obi Wan colon. He is perfect. <laughs> yes. I have that tattooed on my back, but it says Qui Gon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Fun here. This uh, I I it's so sad now when you go back and watch this arc, but it's also the most perfect way for her story in the Clone Wars to be wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Like her story as a Jedi and I'm so happy they didn't kill her off. Did I you... mean she's still alive. Like what the heck? How is that even possible? <laughs> like how Thank are you, you Dave Filoni? Thank how God this was your favorite character. Um, but I'm actually curious, Savannah and Brian, like, did you guys think that she was going to be killed? Like, did you assume that, like, yes. when you were watching her, like, oh, there is no way she's making out of it alive? Yep. I honestly don't think I felt, you know what? I guess I did. I guess, I guess I did feel like she was going to be killed, but I didn't dwell on that a lot. I had a lot of friends who were just constantly like, oh my God, how does Ahsoka die? And I was just like, I don't know, whatever. Um... So I guess I did think that, but it's not like it was something that I was attached to. 
if that makes sense. I didn't. Yeah, I 100% thought. I she didn't was know die. what to think, actually, because, like, like, I got into it and then I saw that she left. So I don't think I had the time to consider that. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I had just gotten into it and then I was like, oh, wait, she leaves. I have to know her story. And then I was like, go back and watch and then I was like well that's just mean (laughs) like I had I had another friend uh we were like really 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 close when the Clone Wars first came out and uh my friend her name was Hannah Hannah is Hannah was a huge 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 Ahsoka fan and I remember that Ahsoka's story consumed her life so much that I would wake up every day. This was before I had a cell phone. I would wake (laughs) up every day and check my laptop and she would send me an email about the dream she had from the night before about how she thinks Ahsoka is going to, you know, about how her story was going to be ended in the Clone Wars. This was back in season two. Oh my gosh. Um, And this girl ended up growing out of Star Wars fandom. So she never really got to hear about how Ahsoka's story actually ended. But I just remember... It literally consumed her life, and that's why she had to step away from fandom because it was just, like, the only thing she thought about. <laughs> like, it was literally that hardcore for her. And I just remember, because I was not a really big Ahsoka fan at that time, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Hannah, that's right. You know, I'd, like, entertain her conversations, but I just remember it destroyed this girl, and she was always so stressed out about how Ahsoka was going to die and how who was going to do it, and it was just so funny. <laughs> And now it's like, oh, she made it. And she's still alive to this day. Like, she's still kicking. She is. It's, oh, that's amazing later. to me. I got to admit, when she showed up in the end of Rebels, I was like, wait, what is that timeline? What is this timeline? Yeah. I was like, how are you alive yeah. still? Yeah. That. Yep. I think, I think Brian, when I, when I saw you last, you and I talked for a really long time about that. That sounds about I right. I think we did. I'm <laughs> I'm still like I don't know how I feel about her still being alive after episode six. I'm still kind of going back and forth. Like I love the possibility of the stories, but like I also think it would have been really cool if she had died to take down Darth Vader. I literally just told Savannah that like the other day, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I think we were on the phone. I just like like what an end. You know what I mean? Like if she had died, what a powerful way to go. And then just to be like, you know, because she did it to save Kanan and Ezra. If, If you know, she's like, you guys stay back. I'm going to handle this. And then falling through the floor, sacrificing herself for the greater good. Like, that's a badass way to go. Honestly, I, I, I don't know. This is like no offense whatsoever. But like, I honestly kind of prefer that. Like, like, I kind of wanted that ending because like to die giving your life is awesome. But to die giving your life and being killed by Darth Vader. That's a pretty cool way to go. Yeah, if, if right? you're gonna go out, that's what like you know. if you're killed by Darth Vader, that's a pretty high compliment. <laughs> like, yeah, agreed, agreed. After cutting his helmet open, yeah, too. like she put up a good fight. I just think it would, I think that would have been cooler. I agree, but I also feel the same way about Ezra. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I remember watching that episode. So like Monique was in the other room, and I was just like, I got him. It's the Rebels finale. Hold on a second, and uh, she she's like listening to the episode and like listening to me react to it <laughs> and when he goes into hyperspace with the purgles with thrawn i was like that is a hell of a way to go and she, she's like what i go he just died in hyperspace it was nuts and she's like wow and then in the rebels recon feloni's like hey, he's still out yeah there, so lol like, they don't die and i'm just what? like that what? is exactly what i thought i thought like, he dude, died you and i was him. satisfied i was like okay yeah that's awesome i don't i don't Same. like the ending of them being alive honestly I like that he, like, if he would have died, I'm like, dude, he did exactly what he saw Kanan exactly. do. Exactly. Thank his you. Friends. Thank you. But, that's you know, we didn't, we didn't get that. Yeah. But that's okay. 
This is why I love you guys. Maybe. I feel like you understand. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are we so We love great. you too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's season five of The Clone Wars. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, we did it. And I haven't cried yet, so. That's true. We only lost half our subscribers. So it's like, <laughs> not bad. I mean, <laughs> Melissa's our only subscriber, so she's still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to Dorky the Show. <laughs> That's right. So get in your votes. Uh, keep Brian slash hey. take Melissa. Um, <laughs> there is no vote option. <laughs> Savannah's just going to put up a poll. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that uh, it's been fun oh, here at the Dorky Diva Show. Um, that's why I'm going to end this podcast with Ahsoka's song of her leaving. Exactly. your final <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I just tease people be like, this is also Brian's last this episode. This is Brian's exit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Melissa came and took my Padawan bead. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I expelled that's him where we are. Demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always joked that I was disposable, and today we've learned I was right. You are expelled. Thank you for everything. From the dorky right. David yeah. show. People probably think I'm like the most abusive friend. I mean, I'm not going <gasps> to deny it. Um, <laughs> I've already said this is a cry for help probably five times in this yeah, show. And, yeah. So and then let it be known that when this shows up in court, I tried my best. It's true. Mm. You did. But you failed. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. So you know, everyone, thanks for the ride. It's been fun. Uh, check out my new podcast, The Dorky Dude. Uh, it's gonna be super I'll fun. Sue you. <laughs> I'll sue you. <laughs> See, guys, this is what I have to deal with all the time. She threatens me with lawsuits if I don't show up. Help oh me. man. Okay. I'm in the drawer. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, what are your overall thoughts on this entire season, Melissa? It's awesome. Just uh, honestly, I think this season was really the Clone Wars at its peak, and it really proved uh, what they were capable of, uh, mm-hmm. especially in animation. I mean, I think this season like really showed the capabilities of animation, like what it can be, and it just like really stood out. And it's got some of the best Star Wars storytelling, in my opinion, in like all of Star Wars. Yeah. It's awesome. I <laughs> like I don't I have agree. any other words than that. It just raised the bar so high. So 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 high. Um Brian, what about you? I honestly think this is my favorite season of the whole Clone Wars and that arc with uh Maul and Satine and all that is my favorite arc and my favorite episode of the entire Clone Wars is probably Lawless. Yeah, it's just like you said so much happens in such a short amount of time and it's all like this this season specifically has like the most ramifications in the greater canon, I think. You know, with Ahsoka leaving and with Maul doing his thing in Mandalore and and I mean hell even on even Onderon was this season. You know, we get dividends on that with uh with Saw Gerrera and Rogue One. It's like season 5 shows up everywhere else. Um which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah I like it. I like I, it I always wonder like it's it's such a Star Wars blessing that they actually got through this season before the show was canceled. Because imagine where we would be now in Star Wars if this season had never happened. Um, you know, if we hadn't got all the stuff right. at Maul, if Ahsoka was still a Jedi, like, what 
the heck, you know. It's so great that they got to tell all these stories before everything went to crap. <laughs> the season? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's aggressive. I'm just very, uh, very ballsy <laughs> season, too. Yeah, yeah. It's took a lot of risks. It's so bold, and all the risks paid off, I think. Like I agree. They, there's really not, other than that one episode in the droid arc that is just a little too slow, this is a very solid season. All and I can right. excuse that. It's whatever. It doesn't It doesn't make me dislike this season. It just, I, I just think because the mall arc was a three-part arc, they could have gotten rid of that one droid episode, given another episode to the mall arc, and kind of stretched out all that crazy stuff that happened because they just packed so much in mm-hmm. to three episodes. They could stretch it out maybe to four episodes, and I think that would have been better. But, you know, whatever. I'm cool with it. I totally okay. agree. I'm cool. Yeah. So, Melissa, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me at Melty Arts on pretty much everything, except for Facebook, which is Melissa Thomas Illustration. But I, Facebook's like an off and on thing for me. <laughs> but yeah, Melty Arts on all social media. Come talk to me. I'll geek out with you. <laughs> and the arts has a Z at the end. Right? Yes, the arts has a Z because I'm cool. Yeah. That's literally what we said last time. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what Brian said, yeah. 100%. Yeah, have amazing. to throw the Z in there. But yeah. And respect, respect. Thank you. And we we just love Melissa. And you've been posting a ton of Marvel fan art lately, right? Yeah. Spider-Verse. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's like such a good movie. Oh my gosh. It really is. <laughs> oh, Brian, we're going to have to talk about that. I am Peter B. Parker. Oh my God, he's the best. <laughs> I'm yep. God. Don't get me started. Okay, I'll go off on a tangent, but <laughs> don't start me. But thank you guys. You're super sweet. And I'm oh, this was so much fun. I know. It was. was I'm very fun. worried. Very, very worried. <laughs> At first I'm like, wait, why is he worried? I was and like, I was Brian's like, like, oh, like wow. Brian's like, I'm not afraid. Savannah, you will be. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At the beginning of this, I was like, Oh, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have a good time with Melissa. And now I'm like, Am I? Do I still live here? We'll, we'll talk when we're, when, <laughs> Am I when we're off air. Yeah. I have a meeting with you. Yeah. Oh, God. But yes, Melty Arts. Oh and yeah. And you'll be at Celebration, right? Oh, of course. You better. Yeah. Um, of course. Party time. It's going to be great. We're going to celebrate your birthday. We're going to hand mm-hmm. out some yeah, awesome new merch. Oh, man. It's going to be the so merch. awesome, right. you guys. You don't even know what's coming. It's going to be great. It's true. It's true. Brian, where can people find you online? People can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, on Patreon.com slash Jedi Brian, there's exclusive shows. Really good stuff going there. If you want to hear Savannah geek out for two and a half hours about Kathleen Kennedy, I got you, man. Also, check out the interesting podcast. It is my show. A lot of Star Wars celebrities on there that I think you guys would dig. Yes, you look would. Up, uh, look up, you know what I found out? So if you look up the interesting podcast on iTunes, you're never going to find it. So Oh, man. <laughs> If you look up Brian Balance uh, into iTunes, you'll see it. Balance uh, has two L's. Balance with two L's, which is also a play on the word balance. You know, two. Look at that. Puns are my friends. So, yeah. But he does need to check out the interesting podcast, though, because it's honestly one of the best podcasts out there. And that is my plug for Brian. It's great. Stop it. It is. I will say that Savannah Savannah and I are best friends because of that show. So. Mm Check that out and if you want to. We're not going to be best of this show. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to see the beginning and end of our friendship, 
watch this one and then go back like Melissa did watching the Clone Wars <laughs> and listen to the episode with Savannah on uh, on the interesting podcast. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, can find me. <laughs> you can find me everywhere at the dorky diva my website is the dorky if you want to get in contact with us you can shoot us an email at dorky show at gmail.com and follow the show on twitter at dorky diva show um we want to thank all of our amazing patrons uh anthony ben brandon brian chris daz daryl jen marie jim Kristen, michael samir shuri sherry and tom thank you all so much for your support thank if you're you. interested in supporting us on patreon you can do that at patreon.com slash the dorky diva and next time we're gonna be talking about the lost missions of the clone yes. wars <laughs> gonna be so fun um yes, so thank is. you so much melissa for joining us this was awesome yeah thank you for inviting me i had such a good time we adore you and we can't wait to hug you at celebration i can't wait to see you guys it's gonna be great it's gonna be yes great. and until next time may the force be with you may the force be with you bye-bye <laughs> <laughs>